Hello everybody and welcome back to Guthix Rest episode number 8. Uh, this is a special episode. You're joined by your normal host, a guy named Spari and... Perfect. But we are joined by a special guest today. Uh, my name is Samuel, or Life. I, I play old school, like these fellas in this uh, very yes, call. Yes, sir. Uh, you're known for uh, playing a, a very special account, though. Uh, you have a, a YouTube series dedicated to your Inquisitor account. Uh, would you mind telling the audience who might not know who you are uh, about uh, Inquisitor? Yeah, sure. Uh, so after maxing my main account or getting close to that point, uh, I created this uh, very special snowflake type of account. It is a 30 defense combat only ultimate Iron Man. Now, that's a bit of a mouthful, right? But it essentially just means I don't train the skilling stats, and I train all the combat stats and Slayer. Nice. So, so yeah, that that's quite a lot of uh, restrictions. Like, not only did you decide you want to be combat only, like an 807, but then you're like, oh, let's also lock it so I can only do... Uh, or I can Let's lock it so I can only get uh, 30 defense, so Inquisitor locked. But then you also piled on being a UIM? Yeah. I, I, Why? Uh, man, <laughs> oft, oftentimes I forget uh, how most people don't even consider Ultimate Iron Man. Like, they, most people just go, like, normal Iron, right, or hardcore. Uh, then there's just yeah. me over here uh, going the Ultimate route, and uh, people are just like, what? Huh? Why you do that? Yeah, Ultimate's just crazy, man. Yeah, I'm sure it makes for some, like, really interesting uh grinds on a snowflake specifically because you have to mode. tackle it so different yeah it, it it fundamentally changes the way you play the game right yeah there's not a lot of i mean you know there's not a lot of snowflakes in the first place but i i think there's even fewer um uim snowflakes i would so it's probably not true but i would argue that like the majority, not the majority, but there's like a surprising number of the UIM community that is snowflakes, I feel. Yeah. I don't know if I'm like out of base with that, but it feels like that's the case. I I, I think I'd if you're agree. at the point where you're making a UIM, you probably also are, you know, masochistic enough to make a, a snowflake on top of that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I think it's also that like UIM, like like uh like Life said, it's such a fundamentally different way of playing the game. That, like, often doing the normal goals of an account of just, like, you know, doing everything eventually just isn't as reasonable of a goal. So you instead set a different, more achievable, more exciting goal for a UIM, I think, is the way it ends up being. Absolutely. It goes definitely just without saying, like, not having access to that bank just changes the way you play the game completely. And I feel like I've showcased that uh quite a bit in uh, my series uh, both of them i should add <laughs> true yeah i i've um over the past couple days knowing that this uh air quotes interview is happening um <laughs> i've been rewatching a lot of the older episodes uh cuz it's been a very long time since i've seen those episodes um yeah and it was it was kind of refreshing i i had started watching mudkip's old uim series as well and I appreciate that Mudkip like goes and explains everything as he does it, but it was also as a RuneScape player kind of refreshing that the beginning of your series is just like, yeah, I'm playing the game. I don't really explain stuff unless it's like really niche and obscure. 
I mean, uh, throughout season one, I, I definitely had moments where I had to go more into depth on and yeah. explaining these niche methods that I'm doing right because you you look at uh, the Drake's moment that I had where I flinched yeah. Drake's to get the Drake tooth, I believe it was, to make the devout boots. the claw mm. for the devout boots. Yeah, too, yeah, 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 and like not everyone coming into that video is going to know what flinching is so you got to explain that uh another one i can think of off the top of my head is prayer flicking because when i did my jad attempts on inquisitor well i'm trying to or what i tried to do was design the series so that everyone could watch and that included having to explain as much as i could all while trying to keep it as concise as possible yeah, that's kind of what um, that's kind of what uh, settled uh, has been doing with like his YouTube series, uh, like Tile Man and stuff. He tries to word it in ways that would make sense to a non RuneScape audience or people that might not be familiar with the the specific account or the restrictions. Which um, I have discussed on this podcast before that I feel like he has done a little bit poorer of a job lately. But well, <laughs> I mean, it's doing very well for him, but I mean, yeah, oh, I think but, he's no. lost the RuneScape it's, audience. Yeah, because it's transitioned it. a little bit more towards the people that don't play RuneScape as frequently, yeah. and it feels like he's explaining a lot more. And you know, as the people that actually know a lot about the game, it oftentimes comes off as like patronizing. Um, yeah, yeah, that's not relevant. I, <laughs> that's I, something we've already talked about. I mean, I, I can't directly comment on that series because i think i only watched the first two episodes of tile man before deciding that it really wasn't for me and you know it's completely yeah, reasonable i did i did just about the same yeah but i i, I think i've watched the most out of all of you guys <laughs> but i for the life of me couldn't like tell you what he's done in almost any of the episodes he's hit I've watched. that's what he's done you gotta, you gotta um, get that xp man yes sir i watched apparently up to episode Oh, it didn't keep track on YouTube. Uh, but I watched like rough. I want to say the first like eight episodes, and then I know I have watched uh like twenty two through something, twenty two through twenty three. Little so uh, I guess skip just two two more episodes. Yeah, I skipped forward just to see what he's up to. Yeah, that's and understandable. I wasn't terribly interested. I mean, like um, even back in season one, uh, I remember specific a specific instance. Uh, going back to that whole Jad thing. I actually sent that whole explanation I did of prayer flicking to a more casual player. Like, they, they play mm-hmm. the game a lot more casually. They have an Iron Man. They play it normally. Uh, but they don't really do all this advanced, all the advanced tactics, which, you know, normal... The sweat strats. Uh, yeah, the sweat strats that uh, old school players consider. So I sent it to them, and asked like is do you understand this does this make sense and does this make any lick of sense at all (laughs) (laughs) i i had like i think there was one revision period and then they sent another review copy and they got back to me and they're like yep this is great i like it great nice job that's smart honestly so (laughs) it was it was really nice to help like guide my hand in that scenario yeah Mm -hmm. i (laughs) I very frequently find myself uh, explaining stuff to my my group mate of like he like asks what I'm doing on my 
Group Ryan account. And I'm like, oh, you know, I'm doing uh, Ultra Door Zami. And he's like, what does that mean? And I'm like, all right, time to explain red clicks. Oh, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I was talking about, um, like, game mechanics with one of my coworkers the other day. Uh, and I was like, we're, we're talking about, like, specifically RuneScape. Um, he doesn't play, but he has talked to me about it just because he finds it interesting. Um, and I was trying to explain Red X and like why and how it works, and uh, it's it's so hard to explain like to someone that doesn't play the game or plays at like maybe a more casual level like these weird game mechanics and how they interact with everything. I mean, else. you know, if you'd caught me like maybe five years ago and tried to explain some of the shit I'm doing now, I wouldn't have had the slightest idea what you were talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, it, it's just the advanced tactics of the game, right, and how the uh, the core game engine functions with ticks and all that. Someone needs to know that information in order to make a, I guess, conclusion about what you're talking about. They need to be able to connect those dots. Well, can anyone else, can anyone think of a game where one tick is 0.6 seconds? That's so long. It's oddly specific, like, too, right? Well, it's 100 uh, ticks per minute, right? Yeah. That is a good point. So it's not that odd, I it's suppose. Not like, but... It's not like it's a random number out of nowhere. Yeah. And I'm sure yeah. there's a lot of older games that use the same methodology. Mm-hmm. But I don't know exactly how to describe it. But just the way the, especially the way that uh, RuneScape is an MMO. And so there's like a client server interaction period. Game ticks mm-hmm. being 0.6 seconds is like this this very kind of intrinsic part of the game that you really don't start thinking about until you get into these kind of like crazy sweat strats. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah no, that makes sense. That went right over my head, not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not perfect all the time, all right? <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, that's fair. Um, you have other things to worry about on uh, on Inquisitor than trying to... Uh, do tick manipulation stuff that usually doesn't really apply to you um mm, well in some yeah, situations this, it's this may has been busy man like th- this whole month has mm. just been crazy month for me yeah, oh yeah been up to honestly oh it's uh pc having issues yeah, you... towards the middle of the month oh uh, my CPU those kind cooler of, died those kind of exciting things I see. It didn't die, but the TLDRs, I had to send it back to the manufacturer. Uh, then oh, there was a whole. Yeah, I saw your tweets about these yeah, issues. There was a big miscommunication. I was not happy. So I just ended up buying a Bryn. Well, a newer, uh, a Noctua air cooler. They're very reputable. Oh. So I'm just like, yeah, that, that's great. I'm just going to plop that in. And uh, I think it was. I think they got the replacement to me. Three to four days later, so now I just have. <laughs> is it that uh? I, I just have an extra is it cooler. That classic now. beige and brown color. You bet. You bet. Yes, sir. Love that. Uh huh. Gotta love that it. Shit's fire. People always say that they're ugly, but I actually really like how they look. I, I th- when it's a when integrated into a PC that doesn't look like that, <laughs> they can look very out of place, and as such, can be interpreted as ugly. I think. Oh, it's 100% um, out of place in my PC. Yeah. You look through the side <laughs> window fair. of my PC and you see this brown fan and you're just like, 
but it's black and other colors on it, the inside. It, it does like... look bad in like the <laughs> modern like black and RGB case. Yeah, I think they look good the... in a like a white case. On my PC case is white too, so <laughs> a white PC case. Uh, the motherboard's black. The fan of the CPU cooler is brown. Uh, the heatsink is silver, of course. So it's it's a big oh, yeah. mash yeah. of colors in there. That's the good shit, honestly. <laughs> Wouldn't have it any other way. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, PC's uh, working fine now, which is fantastic. I've been able to continue making content, which is uh, the main thing I do nowadays. Yes, sir. And uh, yeah, I caught uh, one of your videos uh, that came out yesterday. I think I, I watched about halfway through it, but yeah, I was pretty busy the last few days. Yeah, I yep. As of the 29th, it was uh, posted yesterday, the 28th, and uh, I don't know. Beyond uh, getting that video done and uh, out, just been packing because I'm making a move in uh, what four days from now, <laughs> June 1st. Yeah, very juice. Yep. Very close. Yeah, when when I reached out to you, I was like, oh, you're moving soon. We can do this afterwards. And you're like, no, let's just do it now. And I was like, oh, okay, sure. Yeah, like, I, I'm... I, I might don't as well get it out of the way. Yeah, well, not just a matter of getting it out of the well, way. Well, not out of the like, way, but, you know. Uh, if I can fit it into my schedule, uh, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Earlier, I was a bit scared that I was going to have to be like, oh, man, I don't know if I can stick to today because I'm, I'm not going to mm-hmm. lie. Earlier, I was exhausted. I just felt like passing out. But I, I don't know. Time carried on and ate some dinner, drank some water, and I'm feeling good mm-hmm. now. So it's like, okay, well, great. Let's do this today. Get her done, son. And all that. <laughs> so I'm going to be honest. I should probably be very tired. I've been up since 5 a.m. and uh, went on a jog uh, for 45 minutes before work. Yeah. Um. And then I had my, like, eight-hour shift or whatever. But I've had two Red Bulls and a coffee, and I'm drinking the coffee oh. right now. So I, I'm feeling great. <laughs> you are well encaffeinated. I'm sure... <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I'm going to feel terrible later. Oh, that crash is going to hit you hard. Oh, yeah. I also haven't really eaten too much today, so we'll, oh, we'll be feeling great, it in, in a couple hours. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my. I, I try not to drink red bulls very often but my work gives them for free so it's real tough when i get up when i get into work at 7 a.m i'm tired i really haven't had a chance to make coffee or anything the coffee at work's terrible and red bulls are red bulls they're not like great but they're not the worst thing to drink give you the energy in terms of flavor Yeah, yeah yeah i mean i for a while i was bringing uh my french press into work and just making coffee there that, um, that sounds like the play. Now that it's summer. Oh yeah, that's a good yeah. Point. Now that it's summer, I'm uh using the French press at home to make cold brew. So yeah, I was just gonna say like, why don't you make like iced coffee or something, and then go go that route. Yeah, uh, I should probably just start like make bringing the cold brew I've been making into work, but I've been neglecting to do that. It happens. I mean, um, I have a nice yeah. coffee every morning, and it's just to wake me up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I have a pretty nice espresso maker that my uh, opening manager gave to me for free, and it's been so nice to have. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I like the taste of coffee in the morning. I don't know if it's just me, mm-hmm. but I can't drink water when I wake up in the morning. It, it just tastes bad. Uh, can you can either of you oh, relate? Man. 
I can't. When I wake up, um, I'll I sleep with a glass of water beside me. I'll down that entire glass the moment I wake up. <laughs> okay, okay. It's so refreshing. I see. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm probably super biased. I don't do a lot of like, you know, actual drinks. I've explained this before because. Sparrow wanted yeah. to do a section of, oh, what are you drinking today? And for me, the answer literally every time will just be water. Yeah, I'm like, oh, we're Guthix Rest. You know, that's a, it's, you know, I, I was going to say tea. It's not really tea. It's a bunch of herbs thrown together. Um, but I was like, yeah, what, what what are you drinking? And usually I was like some various kind of coffee or I think I had a, a cocktail at some point for one of the episodes. But every time it was just Bird opening his water bottle, <laughs> loudly drinking into the mic and going, water. And I was like, all right, gonna this isn't going to be a segment anymore. Time. No, honestly, <laughs> keep going with it. And that'll just be the thing, you know? Just roll with yeah. it. Every time it'll be Bird I mean, open up yeah, that you water. Got, you got, you'll have something probably somewhat different every time, Sparry. But then I'll just pee here as the anchor, you know? I got I got that fucking water. Let <laughs> go. I love that's, that. That's fair. <laughs> I have been asking for bird facts every episode. That's got to be a staple. Yeah. Um, I honestly forget the, about it. Half the time, I forget that that's, like, my persona. Because <laughs> it's just, like, you know, it's just it's such a fact of life for me. Yeah. And someone will, like, ask me for a bird fact. And, like, it catches me off guard half the time. I'm like, oh, right, that's my thing. <laughs> Can I get a bird fact? Well, uh, oh, right, that's my thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Now... Not at the end of the episode, like usual. Can I get it yeah, right now? Because we usually forget about it till the very end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do it. Do it. Because uh, the, the the real issue is, right, I, I know a lot of stupid facts about birds, but when I'm like on the spot about it, it's hard to think of them. And then also yeah. I have the added pressure of trying to think of a fact that I have not already said on the podcast, which is only going to become more and more difficult as time goes on. Do you, do you know specific um, birds? I, that's sort of a dumb question, but I'm asking anyways for posterity's sake. I mean, if you're thinking of a specific bird that you want to know a fact about, there's a chance. A cardinal. A cardinal? Yeah. I don't know if I know anything particularly interesting about cardinals. I know that they're not very I common wanna... on the western coast. They're more of an east coast uh, U.S. bird. Yeah. Um, I want to say the cardinal is the state bird of the most states, but I could be wrong. I, I can't really um, comment on that, but I just have a tiny story. A, a cardinal just set up shop uh, in one of the front bushes oh, yeah. of our house, so we can look outside that front window and see its nest, and uh, <laughs> it's just really adorable, honestly. <laughs> yeah, we um, we have a every year for Mother's Day, um, I always buy my mother a, fu- a hanging fuchsia basket, um, oh. and a couple years in a row now... Uh, there have been uh, a, a pair of juncos, which juncos are very similar to like chickadees. They're small sparrow-sized uh, birds with little black caps, mm-hmm. um, and they always set up shop inside the uh, inside the uh, hanging basket. And it becomes <laughs> a moderate pain in the ass to water the hanging basket so it doesn't die oh, because no. we don't want to drown these tiny little birds. Yeah. <laughs> so. A couple of years ago, we had to make sure that they didn't build a nest there, but we put like some other hanging baskets and birdhouses around. And I actually, I saw them a couple of days ago um, out in one of the other birdhouses, and I was like, "Yes, Fuchsia doesn't have <laughs> to die. Yeah. Let's go." <laughs> I mean that that same uh, that same bush uh, out front was home to a robin in previous years, 
and uh, hmm. three little hatchlings uh, hatched in that nest, and we were able to see the young birds, and it was just, it was really cool to look at, because, you know, being in the city, you don't really see much wildlife, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's mostly birds, uh, honestly. I, I moved uh, <laughs> last year uh, from, like, the downtown section of my city to a less downtown part. You moved uh, to the suburbia section. Yeah, and it's been crazy going from seeing basically no animals ever, uh, besides maybe like some birds and uh, the occasional seagull because we live in a port city, um, to I see like bunnies and stuff in the morning usually and uh, hear a lot of birds and stuff, which is really nice. Yeah, we have uh there's like a few bunnies a here. few dens of, of bunnies and stuff and it's very adorable whenever I see them. It, it's very far and few between when we see them here, but uh one specific time I saw like a baby bunny just sitting in the driveway and it was the most adorable Aww. thing ever. <laughs> okay, surely oh, surely you've had enough time. What's the bird facts fact? Yeah, so um uh Spari, I'm not sure if you were right. Uh, but the I am northern... right. I looked it up. <laughs> yeah, it's the state bird of seven states. Um, yeah. Oh, which might be the most. I don't have it, it on is the hand. Most. I um, double checked. But uh, <laughs> the uh, the oldest recorded northern cardinal uh, was a female that lived to fifteen years and nine months um, in Pennsylvania. Eesh. Wow, damn. Which is very long for a bird that size. That sounds like a long time for a bird, honestly. Yeah. The oldest, like, ever bird, if you're curious, uh, is an albatross named Wisdom. Um, I believe she's almost, like, 80, if I remember right. 71. Wow. My Um, God, old lady. Wow. And she's, like, she's just a wild albatross that's just lived that long. For all we know, there could be an older one, but she's just, like, the longest that we have recorded and an estimated actual, like, hatch date of. Wow. That's amazing. Uh, what's that saying? Uh, wildlife persists, or something like that. Something like that, yeah. I so and so persists, or something or other. Maybe I'm out of my element oh. here. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Life finds a way. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> I think that's the one that works in this scenario. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Every couple of years, I'll like, I'll think about it. And I'll be like, oh man. I wonder if wisdom's still alive. And it's it's going to be sad when I think of that and I go online and the Wikipedia says wisdom was the uh, oh. a wild female. Dude, and they edit it like three microseconds after the news breaks. Oh. It's, uh, I remember when um, a couple months ago, uh, the voice actor for Zavala, I played a lot of Destiny 2 and he unfortunately passed away. And I like I looked up the Wikipedia page the day of, like hours after the news broke, Ooh. and it already said was like in every spot. And I'm like, dude, who does this? Too soon. Who? Yeah, what madmen are out here just doing that immediately? Holy, far too. When the soon. Queen of England died, her Wikipedia page was updated <laughs> just instantly. I was oh, like, wow, that's rough. That, ugh. <laughs> not even giving. Some breathing room there. It's just done immediately. Listen, science... The free uh, you know, encyclopedia that anyone can edit. Um, 
but back on to uh you know more interview type stuff uh the people want to know why make just stop there just your why? account <laughs> yeah just why <laughs> why why make specifically you know your yeah. you know facade, was... or your 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 why why make your inquisitor uim yeah what what inspired you to do it my my honest question after that, I, I I'll actually shut up. I'll answer that one, and then I got another one. Yeah, maybe maybe my answer will answer your next question. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Well, a number of things uh, really played into the creation of Inquisitor. Uh, one, the YouTube channel wasn't doing great. Uh, I think back, and I think the videos are still live. I used to make, like, RNG compilation videos uh, back when I was playing my main account, and... Yeah, I see these at the bottom here. Yeah, yeah, whether it was bad titling, the thumbnails were terrible. Don't, I'm not even gonna argue anyone on that. Uh, titling could definitely have been improved, but I, I was getting double-digit uh, views, and mm-hmm. the reason why that bothered, bothered me at the time was I've been doing YouTube for over 10 years if you want to count, like, higher-quality videos, it's probably more, like, six. But doing YouTube for so long and not really seeing any form of life... Uh, not a play on my name, yeah, but... Yeah, it can be really demotivating. It, yeah, it's it's demotivating. It's... It's, it's sad, it, you know? You, you work so hard. It's why I streaming. Yeah. You, you work hard at it, and you just don't see anything over time. And, I mean, that's completely on yeah. me. Um, maybe not the quality of the videos per se, but definitely on the front of the thumbnails and of the Mm -hmm. titles, because one thing I come to, I came to find out over time was that, wow, thumbnails really make the difference. And when I really started breaking out into the blender thumbnails that, well, that wasn't like the key thing that started turning my channel, uh, on the up and up. But uh, starting Inquisitor was uh, what started my channel on that up and up trend. But uh, we can uh, move to the second yeah, reason can... now. <laughs> well, I, I just wanted to to talk a little bit more about that. You can like really see like scrolling through the channel. You go from like um, small RuneScape font with you know just a screen cap of you know something going on. To you know, you get the the bigger font as as you go on. That's more eye catching. More, I don't want to say clickbait, uh, but you know, intended to clickbait's the game, baby. Just say it. Clickbait <laughs> is the game. Yeah, you know, you, it, you got the clickbait, but not uh, the bad type of clickbait. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, not not the misleading stuff. And then exactly uh, when, when you transition inquisitor you, you you get more of like a serialized uh style of uh video including like your league stuff you know you have your more serialized uh thumbnails yeah that are it still shows like what's going on in the background but you have the you know your character model with the the clue scroll and stuff and chapter number and then you, and then you transition into the blender stuff and i think that's shows like how you've improved uh it's the progression probably not just your your thumbnail game but probably your your video editing and and stuff as well probably it's just a big journey right yeah uh looking at the thumbnails like 
in particular, if you're looking at the older ones, one thing I have really changed about myself is that I hate putting text in thumbnails now. I avoid it whenever I can. I I like text in thumbnails, actually. I think um, some way to, like... text when you can have red circle with arrow. <laughs> oh, that's... Yup, that's... That's the <laughs> way to get people clicking, you know? I think the Blender thumbnails... You know, it's it's it, something that some people don't like. Mm-hmm. Um, there's definitely different styles for it. I think I like your uh, your Blender thumbnails, but having something to like tell you that this is an Inquisitor video just from the thumbnail, like you obviously have your character, but um, not all of them has uh your you know iconic uh full Inquisitors on it and uh. Having something that can, like, catch the eye, usually text, uh, can help with that. Yeah, you're totally right. I-, I feel like, personally, I've wanted to go more the cinematic route with thumbnails. Like, yeah. as you can see from looking at the channel, uh, that- that's pretty much the vibe I give off, is that I, I want to really capture the cinematic nature uh, that can be of old school, you know? And I think that's kind of apparent in uh, the way that you present Inquisitor as, you know, quite literally an Inquisitor's tale. You know, you have the 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 running plot line of this is a story that is being told to you sitting around the desk. I love the idea that somebody is just sitting down with your main and just like having a conversation about this. And this is like the old lore of ancient times <laughs> or something. That was the whole idea of season one. It, it was to be that yeah. this is a story that is being told, and that actually brings us into the second uh, part really nicely, is that I wanted to experiment. I wanted to see what I could accomplish uh, with something, an account that's super unique, but also put my own spin on a RuneScape type of series, which is why in the first season you'd see all those story segments at the start of the videos, right? So it's like you're receiving this this story of this this man who faced his nightmares to reclaim his uh, family's heirloom armor set, and the whole series, the whole in section is just the narrator, me, uh, telling that story to you, the camera, and uh, I, I hope that I've uh, sold that all throughout season one nicely. Yeah, I think it definitely improved over time, as one would expect. Um, yeah. But, yeah, no, I, I, I uh... watching some of the older stuff, um, it's it was very clear to me, uh, to put it lightly, that you had improved over time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, I mean, you know, what can you expect? That's That's what we do as people. We experiment. We figure things out. We learn from our mistakes or even just our not mistakes. We're just like, wow, this is fine but it could be better. Yeah, I mean, even with this podcast, you know, we're only eight episodes in now, but we've definitely improved greatly from the first uh, few episodes. And it still like, sucks. And it still is <laughs> terrible. I don't know, people People seem to enjoy it. Um, I'm always, you know, we're always trying to improve it. Um, well, much like Inquisitor. Know, maybe Bird's not trying to improve it, but I hope he is. Uh, much um, like Inquisitor, it's it's a journey, right? It's that whole mm. line of progression where you're constantly improving. Yeah. Uh, 
yeah, you know, not only are we improving our RuneScape accounts through as we uh, create this content, uh, we're also improving how we create the content itself. Absolutely. And we're improving as human beings. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so you made Inquisitor just to kind of experiment around, see sort of, uh, I guess, what it would be like to be a a UIM lock to to your restrictions? Well, there's, there, there's three sort of points uh, which I can mentally raise. Uh, when it comes mm-hmm. to why did I do Inquisitor? The first one, which we just talked about it at length, was YouTube, obviously. Because, you know, I wanted yeah. to have that outlet to be able to make some super cool videos, you know, experiment, uh, find find what I wanted to do with the account. But also, uh, moving on to the second uh, whole point, was that I wanted to experience RuneScape in a different way. I mentioned this earlier mm-hmm. that I, I started Inquisitor when I maxed or was getting close to maxing my main account, and uh, I think yeah, I and even like, on a main that's not a that's not a sh- easy task. It takes you know thousands of hours. Yeah, because I, I was like looking at the main account, right? I had agility left, and beyond maxing, I didn't really have any goals. Nothing really caught my eye. I didn't want to do collection log stuff. At the time, it wasn't as big, uh, mind you. Yeah. Uh, I didn't want to pet hunt. I had, like, a two-bill bank at the time, which I was happy with. And just the main account was just like, all right, cool. I- I've I've done my time here. I'm-, I'm happy with it. So I wanted to experience RuneScape in a completely different light. And, uh... I guess this point and the third point sort of linked together as uh, I was watching this guy at the time. Like, every morning I'd wake up. I think this was, like, COVID time, so obviously, like, everyone's at home and all that. 2020s. Mm-hmm. And um, I'd wake up in the morning. Yeah, content was popping off then. Yeah. This guy, uh, UIM Slay only, he'd stream in the morning, and he, of course, played an Ultimate Iron Man. Slayer only. Combat only. Mm-hmm. That's just... I think I've heard of this guy. Uh, give me a moment, sorry. No, you're good. No, I'll take this moment because we're going to edit this out to consume my orange I have in front of me. It is delicious. Epic. People calling my name in the distance. Oh my. My bad. Mm. Uh, you're good. My sister's going to help with that. Where was I, sorry? <laughs> uh, slay only. Uh, UIM slay only. Ah, yes. Uh, or- so... Iron Man? I don't know if he was a UIM. UIM, yeah, UIM, UIM Slay Iron only, okay. yeah. So this individual streamed every morning, and he, of course, by, you can tell looking at the name, he played a combat-only account. And every time I'd pop into stream, pop into chat, the question would be asked, Hey, Life, uh, so when are you going to start making your combat-only account? Every <laughs> stream I'd pop into... Mm-hmm. I would be asked that every day. I'm just like, nah, man, I don't really think the account's for me. Uh, you know, every day would go on, and I'd, ha- I'd have a different excuse. And, you know, it-, it was just, you know, joking all around. But then I thought to myself, well, at the time, 2020, I was really enjoying Nightmare on the main account. But it didn't really feel like it would be fulfilling if I got 
a nightmare drop on the main account. So I thought to myself, well, what if I made a YouTube series on an account? I go combat only, I lock the defense to 30, because that's the requirement for Inquisitor's Armor, and the whole goal of this series, of this combat only account, is to achieve the full Inquisitor's Armor set. So of course, and I, so would you say, would you say you're a UIM because you're watching specifically UIM Slay Only, and and that's the reason you're a UIM rather than just say a normal Iron Man or a hardcore? I wouldn't say particularly yes to that, because at the time I was thinking that I really wanted a challenge, and not mm-hmm. having a bank, uh, <laughs> not having the skilling stats. Not having 99 defense, that to me sounded like a one-of-a-kind account. That sounded like something that I would want to watch on YouTube. And I think that's super important when you want to make a YouTube series out of something, or you want you know other people to perhaps grab interest in your account as well. So I thought the account being so restricted like this would be a selling point for the series on top of the story-type content that I do uh, all throughout Season 1. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Like, I've talked about, like, some of the snowflakes in Petscape in my clan. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you, you know, you're one of the accounts I've brought up from time to time. And uh, everyone's always uh, very impressed by the fact that you, uh, you know, you have full Inquisitors on this account that's so restricted. And uh, it it's definitely something that... Uh, grabs people's attention when you just hear the concept yeah i i have people recognize me in game which still to this day blows my mind right and uh people tell me like yo your account's insane and love the series and i I really appreciate all the freaking comments that i get about you know having this series that people that's so beloved and sometimes Mm -hmm. i just forget if I can be a little narcissistic, narcissistic here for a second, how insane my account is at time at times, right? Oh, I mean, it absolutely is. Like, you know, I'm I, just thinking having... about it objectively. It is, I would say, quite literally insane. You have to be a little bit mental <laughs> to have done that. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. simply having full Inquisitors on just even a regular Iron Man is, is quite the accomplishment. You know, not a lot can say they have full Inquisitors. Um, but to have it on not only a UIM, but also an account that can't train any skills is pretty crazy. Yeah, <laughs> most times I'm, I just sort of like blow it off like, oh yeah, thanks. It, it's pretty cool. I like it. But other times I look at the account and really take it for what it is and see it in that true light, you know, that objective state of mind where it's like, oh, I have this. I am fucking ultimate. cool. Yeah, I am cool. I have this cool armor set on an ultimate Iron Man that only trains the combat stats. It's, wow. Okay, that is sort of cool. I'm a fan of this account. But a majority of the time, it's just. I mean, I played this account for two years, right? So I'm just sort of used to playing it at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean that's totally fair. Um, like there, there's a level of a. Uh desensitization to your to your own achievements you know that's exactly it 
I just set up goals and knock them down and uh, continue on, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I remember um, kind of daisy chaining off that. Uh, I um, There's a, a friend of mine that I only talk to sometimes. Uh, he's like the cousin of one of my good friends. Um, and he plays RuneScape. And every once in a while, when we see each other at like various gatherings, usually like twice a year at the most, he'll... <laughs> like this most recent time uh i got uh 99 runecraft on um this account as well so i have two accounts with 99 runecraft now and he's he's a little bit more casual when it comes to the game so he just thought it was like the most insane thing ever that i have it on two accounts I love and it's that. just like i mean yeah i guess you know <laughs> it's that it's that kind of desensitization to your own achievements it's like yeah it's that's that's real i can attest <laughs> yeah i mean having Nine Runecraft is something that I still haven't done on any account. So. Yeah, I managed to do it <laughs> twice before you did it once. Ooh. Um, that that's I, not even a word I know, used for it before. Desensitization, but that's that's exactly it. Now that I think about it. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, it's just like you know, it, it's your 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 average daily, you know, account. It's what you play whenever you log in. Usually, I believe, right. Yeah, so, like when I play yeah, old school, not... when I think about old school, it, it's Inquisitor, you know? Yeah. I only really think like, about I, the main. I've seen you, yeah, I see you on your main sometimes, but it's usually in aid of Inquisitor. It's usually not just to play on your main. Yeah, usually e either it is in aid of Inquisitor or for new content releasing that Inquisitor. Well, even so, yeah. uh, just new content in general, because I need to test that new content uh otherwise mm -hmm. i could ruin inquisitor right like for example for example for example Examper. uh the, the easter event they added that gave yeah token was... cooking xp yeah that could have ruined I my thought account. that was fucked up when i did the easter event but i forgot to mention it Ugh, i thought that was fucked up uh when they did the easter event but i forgot to mention it on the podcast the fact that you got token xp it was crazy like, why <laughs> uh I put out a red alert in the 807 Discord because I'm just like, guys, do yeah. not do the Easter event. You will ruin your account. It's like when um, Guardians of the Rift came out and people were ruining their yeah. uh, skillers oh, deserved yeah. by getting prayer yeah. XP. <laughs> With the, uh, the Abyssal Ashes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh my god. Yeah. That one I found really funny, and I'm sorry to anyone that it happened. But I'm a bit of an asshole, and uh, I thought it was really funny. Uh, you just... I mean, I thought it was funny, too. You probably shouldn't be clicking on items in your inventory if you don't know what they do. Yeah. But, you know, it's kind of fucked up that uh, that this skilling minigame gives you an occasional item that gives you enough for XP to level you up. Yeah, it's a skilling minigame, bro. You get XP and skills. I don't know what you want. They... It is abys Abyssal Ashes, right? Yeah, that it gives mm -hmm. you, and I think that's eighty-five yeah. XP, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's uh, it's the highest tier of uh, ashes, I believe. Yeah, it's eighty-five XP per ash, and it's eighty-three yeah. XP to get to level two. So if they manage to like completely so avoid prayer training, they still would have been screwed mm -hmm. by scattering the abyssal ashes. That's just so crazy to yeah. me because they're they were three XP away from saving their uh, skiller in that instance. <laughs> Yeah. Um, ha speaking of um, you know, 
ruining accounts. Um, when I was listening to to your uh, series, I uh, I have to admit I hadn't actually watched much of your series up until a week ago when I binged through uh, most of your seventeen hour video and then a couple of your more recent um, Lost Pages, uh, you know, series two stuff. But uh, yeah, there was some some point I I recall where you got a little bit of xp and i yeah. think agility or something it was one agility xp from crossing yeah. the uh the bridge in uh relica for that medium clue step oh, yeah yes. have you been close to ruining your account ever oh this is a story to tell <laughs> so uh let, that. Let, let me uh let me set the scene so the trailblazer league had just concluded and the route that I chose on the main account, obviously, because I played the League on the main, did not include getting Ancients. Now, for the zones I picked, and if I recall, you get the Wilderness for free uh, in that League, uh, I would was, kill... Uh, Karamja for free. Oh, okay. Wilderness, yeah, it was an area you had to pick. Well, anyways, <laughs> I was killing Sire in the League without Ancients. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, this isn't too bad. Maybe, <laughs> yeah, ma- maybe I can do this on Inquisitor. You know, it's it's not bad. You no, know, don't have ancients take a little bit of damage here. There, I have to go through the abyss. Yeah, okay. So the league concludes. I get back on Inquisitor. I'm starting to get back into the game, and I decide, well, why don't I unlock access to the Abyssal Sire? I was doing it in the league. It was completely doable without ancients. So. I start doing Enter the Abyss. Now, I'm progressing along in this quest, uh, you know, going to the wilderness, talk to the guy, go to Varrock, yada yada, Zamorak, Zamorak Monk, I think it is. So, I get to the final step in this quest, and I get to the the altar to the southeast of Varrock, and I'm talking to the, the monk. I'm reading through his dialogue, and... I get to the last dialogue box, and it lists that I will get 1,000 runecrafting XP. Yeah. My heart drops into the ground. I freeze for a moment. I have no clue what to do. (laughs) I think, and I step away from the chat dialogue. So just before completing this quest, I saved my account. Jeez. And, and as this, soon as you said you, oh. you started that quest, I was like, no. <laughs> so that is a quest that I have I have done, I have completed to the last step. So uh, yeah. one of the places I avoid for the rest of my lifetime is the uh, Zamorak Monk. Uh, whether it's in the wilderness or in the temple to the southeast of Varrock. I always forget it's the same NPC there. Yeah. He yeah, just like teleports he just, or something. He just goes back, bro. Yeah, he's just because in my places. mind, I'm like, oh, it's two different guys, but no, it's not. It's the same guy. Um, God, yeah, you're you're so lucky too that that quest awards it after the dialogue because there's some quests I think where you get the XP during the dialogue. Yeah. Yeah, that's a close uh, one. Yeah, it's super close. I I was lucky that I read the quest dialogue, like that chat box that I had with the Zamorak yeah. monk, because 
the whole reason why I started it and didn't see the rune crafting experience, I think I had the long guide or the quick guide open. One of them does not list, or at the time did not list, that it gave rune crafting XP. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's a lot of discrepancies between the two uh, versions where it just doesn't list things that are probably important to know. Yeah, so I, I'm just uh, for, just to say it out there, uh, I did start the quest uh, thinking that I wasn't going to get runecrafting XP, but making it to that final chat dialogue box, I'm I'm just thankful that I read the text and don't just spacebar through everything in this game because otherwise I would have yeah. had to restart the account. And at this point, it was like, I think it was over halfway through the first series. Oh, man, that would have been awful. Yeah. Even like uh, Kemp Q's uh, 10 HP. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yep. Throwing some jabs. Oh, yeah. Uh, That's honestly 10 HP. Yeah. I I enjoy uh, watching a good, uh, (laughs) good PKing account. Every time, every um, time he says my 10 HP account, I just giggle to myself. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it doesn't really matter as long as the account can still do what it's trying to do. And I don't think he got a combat level out of it, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, some know, would argue. Some people the to... But, you know, I'm just here to enjoy content. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I think that's kind of another thing um, that while, yes, it does suck to ruin an account. You can also take the hardcore player approach of, well, now I get to make a new account, and that's content. Yep. <laughs> yeah. You know, I swear there's man. also, you know, I know some people that uh, ruin their accounts end up, uh, you know, changing the account to something similar. Like, people will get, uh, like, a defense level on a one defense peer, and they're like, oh, guess I'm going to 45 or whatever for, uh, for Void or Zerk or whatever it is. Yeah, it's Zerk. Uh, 42 is void. Zerk. Okay, yeah. I know, well and good. Uh, yes. I'm not. Mu- we're not much PKers uh, here in Guth Express, so... I mean, void? Whenever we talk about PKing, we're just like, uh, yeah, they hit each other with the weapon and they do the specs. <laughs> yes, sir. Click Venge when they're about to spec and spec yourself. Who knows? Maybe you'll win. I mean, the void armor set on its own is a crazy good armor set. Yeah, it's, uh, I used Void for a while when I uh, first made my account, and I'm sure I'll use it for a while to come. So, you mentioned, uh, you know, enjoying content, um, and that, uh, would have been a great transition if we didn't continue talking about stuff, but, uh, (laughs) I, I was wondering, do you still enjoy doing Nightmare after- That is a great uh, question. Killing, uh- you know, what, is it 1,500 or 1,400 combined Nightmare now? Yeah, um, let's, uh, let's, let's break that up a little bit. Uh, you have the normal Nightmare Mm. and you have Fasani's Nightmare. Now, when I made this account, Fasani's Nightmare did not exist. Uh, initially, like, the whole goal of Inquisitor was to just get to Nightmare and do some Nightmare with friends. Because obviously in the Petscape server we have, uh, we have a bunch of the other snowflake fellas and my ultimate goal was to just get to nightmare to do nightmare with the friends the homies you know yeah yes sir love but, the homies oh boy uh the normal yeah, nightmare like maureen eastern i'm assuming would have more than likely joined you for that yeah i think there was vorzath at the time uh 
Overfletch mm-hmm. came along sometimes, I know. Uh, Kiwi Dude. We had a bunch of other people, too. Uh, I know Francis yeah. was on at the time before he quit. Dude, mm. slight tangent. Uh, watching some of the older episodes was like a blast from the past. Seeing like the uh, yeah. the caveman CC not being dead as fuck. Um, oh man, yeah. you seeing you Osat get... Snoop as a hardcore. Oh, <laughs> Shout out yeah. to Snoop. Oh, <laughs> man. When I was, I, I I listened to some of the episodes like as if it was a podcast while I was uh, busy working. Mm-hmm. Um, and hearing Caveman's voice while you guys were raiding was just an absolute blast of the past because that's where we originally met. We didn't really talk too much while yeah. That's that's where a know. lot of the the Petscape um community kind of formed. I think was a lot around the the Caveman community. If yeah, I recall yeah. correctly, we all we all sort of like formed out of that community. I guess you could say because Kiwi started the server, and then uh, I think just like slowly people started joining over time. But yeah, uh, yeah, the main point. Um, I... Normal Nightmare. Normal Nightmare was a blast uh, for the mm-hmm. five months that we did it for. Uh, for that first, I think it was like a February to, I think it was like February to June or something. We had a stretch of just, we'd pretty much do Nightmare every single day. And those are probably some of my most fond memories of old school. It was just a blast doing it with the guys. And, uh, yeah, once, uh, Fasani was announced and released, I think it was 2021 that like February, 2021 to June, 2021, something like that. Uh, and then Fasani was released and the drop rates were improved because the fight's harder. And then the, then you could really see the cracks in the design of the nightmare boss fight. Now, fundamentally, mm-hmm. I think that fight as a whole is fine. Uh, just a few things. It looks mechanically interesting. I've only done a couple of kills, but it seems like fun for the most part. Once you've had a bunch of KC uh, at that at no- at the normal nightmare, um, you will definitely be able to tell that there are some quality of life things that would be. Uh, needed at that boss so going back to the main question uh i have gotten tired of the normal nightmare which is sort of why uh early on in season two i had that goal of getting a thousand normal nightmare kc to sort of re-unlock uh the fasani's nightmare for story means but the fasani boss fight now that is a boss fight that i love doing like the, the whole point of making uh, inquisitor was to do the nightmare right but out of the nightmare came fasani's nightmare which is the juiced up version of the normal nightmare boss fight you know random phases uh you make a mistake you're taking damage i think the biggest thing about fasani that i love is the fact that you don't take any damage through prayer i, I don't know what it is yeah. about the normal nightmare but taking damage through prayer feels so bad there. I think it's just players of this game just don't like chip damage, which is totally fair. It's kind of annoying. Um, doing I've been doing a lot of Toa lately, as I've been talking about on the pod for the last, you know, eight episodes. Uh, and doing Wardens is really annoying. Eric, Baba as well. Really all of them. You take a 
chip damage. Honestly, at everything except the only for thing that bothers me at is Baba. That's where it bothers me, which is why Red X. You can Red X funny. Baba, which yeah. is fine. Um, you avoid all the damage, but at Wardens, there's no Red Xing. Uh, any of the the mechanics there, so you're just taking damage and you just have to deal with it. Yeah, and it's I, kind of annoying, especially when you have penetration on. I think for some bosses it's fine, and yeah, it's very circumstantial in my opinion as well. Yeah, specifically speaking for Nightmare, it just feels particularly bad there, and uh, other places, sure, it's fine, it's warranted perhaps, but specifically for normal Nightmare, it's just pain to deal with, and especially for Inquisitor uh, himself. I can't manage a solo or a duo at Normal Nightmare. That was sort yeah. of like a limiting factor for the account. Because I, I bring freaking cheese potatoes to fight this boss with the oh. required Sanfu serums uh, to negate the damage of the parasites. Yeah, and yeah. obviously prayer potions, which are great. Uh, required. Uh, at least for the way that I do, uh, Fasani's. But yeah. How do uh, you acquire prayer potions on your account? I'm not gonna lie, they've just sort of stacked up over time. <laughs> Fair. I know earlier I... on in the account, like for my Jad uh, attempts, for example, I would camp at Skeletal Wyverns. I would have the gap on mm -hmm. them uh, using a magic short bow, and I'd de-aggro so I wouldn't uh, be attacked and hit by the the very deadly breath. Stinky breath. And I think there were like odd times I'd do mammoths in the wilderness. They drop one dose prayer pots, but obviously not the greatest source. Uh, yeah. I know I did quite a bit of theater of blood earlier in the day. And uh, I never boosted the theater of blood. I genuinely did the raid. And always when I'd end off uh, Theater of Blood runs, I would have mm -hmm. spare supplies left over. Sarah Brews, Super Restores, Prayer Potions, uh, Staminas, I should add, because that is my source of Staminas. And those are just supplies that I, after each Theater of Blood, I teleport to the Blast Furnace, then I go to the Grain Exchange and decant those potions and save them, and then immediately re-enter with more cheesy potatoes. <laughs> yeah because more than likely i've noticed uh at tob you're only going to use for verzik usually one maybe two doses of stam for a average kill unless things are going bad yeah and the fact that you can buy two stams uh even before i wouldn't i wouldn't buy an, an absurd amount of staminas before that update which eliminated stam boosting from the game uh i would yeah. just buy like I think the max I'd ever buy was uh, an extra two on top of the one that I'd buy to just obviously keep my run above zero. Well, they're not noted as well, so it's not. They, yeah, you're sacrificing I'm not super supplies. With UIM, so yeah. Well, at, at least would, in the uh... instance of the theater of blood, when I say decanting, that just essentially means I went to the GE to make all of the potions noted form, and then I was oh, able I didn't to bag know them. It... I'm gonna be honest. I didn't know that noted them, so that's that's super useful. Yeah, this guy, dude, he doesn't see, know like, anything. <laughs> little knowledge gaps like that uh, can yeah be detrimental to uh, the the conversation because I just I just carry on like oh yeah Honestly, I, I know what decanting is. 
Uh, surely you do. Yeah, I'm surprised you don't know that, Spari, because even if you do it on a main and you just like take a bunch of noted potions, like people will take like their three and two well, dose to turn them back into four dose. They stay noted. I've only ever, I, yeah, I've only ever taken noted potions, and I'm just like, yeah, I brought noted potions. He gives me noted potions back, of course. Mm. I just assumed if you brought unnoted potions, he'd give you unnoted potions back. Yeah, well, here's also a fun thing. Um, let's say you bring a full inventory of uh, four dose potions to him, and you want to turn them into one dose. He you buys vials. vials for you. Yep. Wait, really? You yes. just need coins. You need coins. He buys them for Wild. you. Yep. At GE price or? I think one GP above whatever the GE price is or something like that. Wild. Yeah, I think it's like five GP yeah. each or something. I've yeah, all, four I have like a stack of like 100,000 vials or something in my bank. Don't ask why. <laughs> um, Collection. And so I just like always would break out the stack when i was doing that but apparently i don't, I don't need to yeah no, you need coins vials for you you, yeah. you do need coins in your inventory instead though so you should I probably just, well just keep yeah keep using yeah. the vial stack honestly but yeah to, to like yeah, go back I, to that question uh normal nightmare could use some work fasani i still love the boss fight i i don't think i uh surmised that earlier so that is uh that's my final thoughts on that so Nightmare has, like, a very notorious run to it. Um, obviously, on a UIM, you're not really banking. Uh, so it's... Well, you're doing a form of, of an banking. Issue, but you're still having the... Yeah, you're still having the to get supplies. Um, do you uh, think there should be a bank at Nightmare? Kind of like how Nex has a bank right outside. That's a good comparison, Especially because the way that they made Nightmare was to be like the God Wars dungeon, where it had yeah. super rare drops, but like not so great normal drops, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, that's something that I really haven't considered. But off the top of my, off the top yeah, it's not of something my you'd head, necessarily interact with, but I, I don't, I don't think it should be fundamentally changed at this point. Uh, if you're asking, like, at launch, should there have been a bank? Well, that that's a whole different conversation. Like, perhaps you could argue for, yes, there should have been, but then the whole boss I mean, boss back fight... then, they didn't have the Sleepy tablet either, so... Well, yeah, I yeah, mean, well, when also... they first released the Nightmare, they wouldn't have had yeah. Fasani's or yeah. the thought of the Sleepy tablet, right? And to be fair, yeah. to compare it to God Wars Dungeon is, in and of itself, answering that question. Next Bank is a very new thing. Yeah, uh, yep, there yeah. used to not be a bank at God Wars Dungeon, and there used to not be Golmal's Hilt to teleport you right outside, similar to the Sleepy Tablet. So yeah, it the Trollheim teleport up. wasn't the worst way to get there, but like it still was longer. Um, but yeah, Next Bank completely changed how I interacted with God Wars. You know, I kind of hate God Wars, but uh, when I needed to do the KC for the uh, combat achievements, I just brought uh, an ancient uh item and then i think blessing and then i brought a uh your, your mic's doing the thing again bird and fuck you <laughs> yeah just, i i just bring an ancient item and then i would uh i would just bank at next bank uh whenever i ran out of supplies getting casey elsewhere and it was super nice just never having to leave but it definitely changed how uh people interact with uh, all of god wars yeah that's completely true and uh 
I, I guess since the nightmare itself was based on the old design of God Wars, you can say, um, the argument could be made that it shouldn't have a bank, which is probably more along the line that I would lean. Uh, also, the bosses sort of balanced around that, like having to make that trek. Uh, not so much anymore, since Fasani was introduced, the Sleppy Tablet was introduced, because people were obviously complaining because it takes forever to get there. Yeah. Yeah, the people were uh, teleporting to, uh, what, Raids 2 Bank and then running over, or teleporting with the uh, Ecto file and running to the boat. Yeah. Just give him a million GP or whatever. Good old boat man. Yeah. Not not a great run. Draken's Medallion. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. Speaking of that, paying <laughs> the boatman the 1 million GP if you're planning on grinding the Nightmare, uh, totally worth it. I have had yeah. that paid off, used in full for the longest time. I've well done like it. five Nightmare KC and I, I paid for it because I was like, I'm not going to bring Thank you, GP Portal Nexus. Unlimited teleports are nice. Or, I guess in this yeah. instance, uh, travel Yeah, I recently instances. filled mine up with everything, and it's like, yes. yes. <laughs> I wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah, not having not having costume room and not having uh, stash units is very, very interesting, I'd imagine. Yeah, well, listening through your series, I it kind of made me realize a few things that, like, I knew 807s couldn't do, but I never really combined... The fact that you're also, a, like, I was like, oh, UIMs do this thing, and 807s do this thing, but I never really combined, like, those restrictions together in my head. So when you're, like, getting items for clues and stuff, I was like, oh, he's gonna put it in a stash unit, like a UIM does. And I was, there was, like, a mental <laughs> disconnect that, like, no, you can't. You can't build stash units. You, you're not allowed to do that skill. Yeah. Um, I, I think... I was just like, oh, man, that... Yeah. On that note of um, being both ultimate and combat only, I have had comments in the past, which I find so amusing. Um, the comment is, wow, the more I look into your account, the crazier it gets. Because the yeah. more you realize about it, uh, you look at the stats. Okay, well, fire making doesn't really matter that much. Who cares? Agi oh, one agility. Oh, yeah. one herblore? What does he do for potions? One construction? What is this guy doing as an ultimate? It just, it amuses me to no end. <laughs> yeah, like, a lot of people, you know, make the joke that uh, UAMs do have bank space. It's just in their house instead. Yeah. You don't have that. You I... <laughs> are truly locked to what's in your bag. Yep. Absolutely. That I think that's a more true UIM experience of having no stash units, no... No POH, no, 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 only your bag and what you can death pile, basically. I wouldn't disagree. I, I think uh, that's definitely a way that ultimate could be perceived. Uh, at least that's like what I imagined UIM would be when I first like heard about the account restriction before realizing how much uh, fake bake space they had elsewhere. Yeah, like um, external storage. Uh, which yeah. is equivalent to a bank. Because, like, even at one point, they didn't have stash units, for example, right? And obviously the mm -hmm. house has just been this force that 
construction's been buffed over time, right? And uh, it's it's a fortress. Let's be honest. You store your health yeah. there. You te- you teleport everywhere from there. You store your pets there. Uh, what else have we got? Uh, <laughs> you swap huge. your spellbook there. Uh, yeah, you know I can go on and on. Given a but, couple uh, months here, you'll probably swap your prayer book there. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That's coming to the game too. So you can't really like do most quests um, due to the the no skilling restrictions. Um, if you were like able to uh, go down a quest line and unlock some reward without ruining your account, what like what do you think would be like probably the biggest uh, unlock for you if you could like finish a quest line and get something, Tombs including of the, the potential for Tombs of a Masket? Tombs of a Masket. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I watched your uh, theory <laughs> crafting video about that. Yeah. Huge for the account. Oh, that was uh I I, I want to start by saying that it's completely understandable that the raid that they wanted to lock a raid behind a quest line. That makes sense to me, you know, game design wise. But did it have to be the 30 defense armor set? Man, I want it. I know. It. I want it. <laughs> it would look so good on your account. Oh, yep. And then I just have to wait for a 30 uh, defense mage armor set to be added. That's not third age mage. Hey, well, you know, maybe in the uh, underwater sailing required one, they'll add that. Oh, God. <laughs> and then I'll be locked out because I won't do sailing. Oh, yeah. yay. So I wonder if there'll be any 807s that because there is ship combat will decide that sailing is a combat skill. <laughs> I I like have a feeling have with uh, Slayer. I I'm probably going to have to make a video on this uh if I'm completely honest because Slayer, you can look at Slayer, uh Jagex defines it as a combat utility skill. So it's not technically combat, but it supports the combat skills so much to a point where if you look at Slayer, if you follow a flow chart, it's literally talk to Slayer Master, Slayer Master assigns you monster, you go kill, kill. monster. That is Slayer. So I I, yeah. I would argue that, yeah, uh, Slayer is practically a combat skill. It's just someone's going to, t- someone's telling you to go kill specific monsters. Now, sailing, well... That'll be a different boat. Pun, Quite literally. Pun, yeah, we, pun we, fully <laughs> intended. We are we are still yet to see exactly the extents of uh, how it will be be a air quote combat or air quote utility skill. Um, so hard to make judgment calls right now. But well, I think they defined we the see. skill in the pitch blog. It was not pitched as a combat skill. No, it, it just is, so happens to have combat skill. in it. Yeah. So that's that's exactly it. Um, I completely off topic, but well, not off topic, but uh, tangential. Um, I don't know if you guys heard. Someone told me. I think I saw something official too. Apparently, they are going to do a bigger shamanism pitch. Like they're gonna. Yeah. They talked about that. Like they in did the, for uh, the last blog. Yeah. Yeah. So we are gonna be potentially seeing more shamanism stuff um which is which could be interesting but yeah that's another interesting one is um if the uh 
Um, if all the like being able to enchant weapons and armor from shamanism comes to the game, that would like severely limit the ability of 807s to play the game, which would kind of suck. I, I think yeah. the oh, what's it? What's it? What's that called? The upper, the upper, the combat, the upper combat threshold. I think would be raised uh, quite a bit. Uh, if yeah. sh- shamanism was added into the game in its current form, yeah, in the, way in the current form, bridged. yeah, to like buff armor and weapons and all that, because if you look at shamanism, shamanism as a skill, it's gathering, it's production, it's not yeah. combat. It's a combo. It's a combo production gathering skill. It, it's much yeah. like uh, maybe not directly related, but it's like herblore, for instance. You know, you make potions to be used in combat. That's not yeah. combat. It's a production skill. So yeah. it, it it's all in how it's framed is ultimately what will make me decide um, if something is a combat skill or not. Yeah, that's totally fair. Uh, would you would you play uh on your main in in ninety nine uh? sailing when it comes out is that a plan for you or yeah absolutely got to get that max gate back absolutely yeah i don't uh, know i don't know if i'll be able to pull any content out of it or maybe i'll just record like funny moments that i have but it's definitely going to be a goal of mine to uh get that max cape back on the main hell yeah yeah i i'm not maxed yet but i'm Planning yeah, to by the on? end of the year, hopefully. Uh, it's going great. <laughs> doing some, doing some quambiams right now. Um, I've gained like four million herblore XP in the last week. Nice. Uh, love being able just to buy like three hundred mil worth of herblore supplies on the Oof. GE. Very nice. Very nice. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm. In an hour from now, I'll be 97 fishing, so nice. we're getting up there. Yeah. I'm actually um, looking forward to uh, hearing how sailing will be intertwined with other skills, because I just think, like, fishing at sea would be n- uh, something super nice and relaxing to do. Just, you know, toss out the nets my... off the boat on the main, chilling. Bird and I have ha- have had this conversation before, and we've... um came to the same conclusion we really don't want sailing just to be uh doing another skill but at sea and that's what how you train sailing so oh, like while i do not. want yeah, yeah. 100% fishing not. at I sea think there's a, there's a i don't want you to get there, any right? yeah. yeah we want there to be content to do at sea that involves other skills but you should not get sailing xp and i think life's on the same page with that oh 100% yeah 100% I, okay, I'm pretty I'm, I'm, sure. I'm glad you agree. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Even like the way they wanted to go about training sailing, what I've heard from like dev talks and all that. Uh, don't quote me on this because I could be wrong, but uh, they don't want to give sailing XP just for like sailing your ship. Like they actually want you to yeah. do the sailing activities at sea in order to gain the sailing XP. Yeah, they pulled it and, or they did the survey and you know, uh they've sort of uh left it kind of vague what you're actually going to be doing for the sailing xp but i'm sure 
that'll be that's coming, coming out as they iterate yeah, more. Yeah. Uh, I think it's. I think that's this week. The next. Yeah. The next uh, stages discussion or something. They're looking at the core gameplay loops. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, someone DM'd me the other day asking if I was gonna if we we're gonna be covering that on the podcast. Um, Probably. We covered the navigational mechanics. Because they, uh, they posted a blog about it. Um, yeah, so Boston Sport. They're going to do the uh, same thing, I'd imagine. Shout out. He he sent me uh, the Discord stages thing for it. Um, yeah, you should definitely uh, tune into those. They're a good listen. Unfortunately, yeah, they're listen like while I'm at work. So. Oh. They post. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure they posted uh, the uh, the last one on YouTube. Uh, it was after they posted like the major uh, live stream that they did, but they did eventually post it. Okay, mm. well, that's good. I mean, they Holy are audio only. Yeah, they are. They're audio that's true. Only, I so. I could listen. I listen to a lot of podcasts at work already, so it wouldn't be any different. Yeah. Um, we are at the hour and a half mark, though. Uh, which I think uh, marks our uh, break that we're going to take here. Uh, I didn't inform you of this earlier, Life, but uh, Bert and I, uh, we tend to uh, make up fake sponsors that we go to. Oh? Um, so, uh, <laughs> such as uh, this week's episode was sponsored by Quambams. You click only once every uh, couple minutes, and you get a full inventory, and it never moves. Fantastic for AFKing. Uh, this episode is also sponsored by uh, The Regular Nightmare um, and <laughs> Being Not As Good. Pretty great. Oh, I love that. That's great. You got a, a fake sponsor for us? I could do a real sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can pay you or not, but uh, uh, I can just plug the... <clears throat> yeah, plug yourself. Oh, I was just going to plug the uh, Comet Only Clan. Oh, yeah, oh, do it. Free, Go for honestly. it. Uh, <clears throat> this episode is also brought to you by the Combat Only Clan. Interested in a snowflake type of account? Consider ditching your skills today. Join us at the 807 Clan. In game. Thank you. Four, three, three two, two, one, zero. zero. Your two was a little faster Yo. than the numbers there, bud. <laughs> Listen, you guys just started syncing up in my own ears, and that was weird to me, okay? <laughs> Maybe I should start counting. Maybe yeah. I should start counting, man. I was I was drum major for my uh, marching band, you know? I got that internal metronome. Well, oh, boy. So I, I have, like, no internal, um, like, I can't keep a beat whatsoever. It's, it's why I fucking despise rhythm games. Cause I'm terrible. Damn, you play them. RuneScape? This game is a rhythm <laughs> game, bro. No, no, yeah. it's wild. I can, I, I, I can keep a hundred beats per minute when it comes to RuneScape, mm-hmm. but outside of that, I cannot. I bet if you toggled on the metronome plugin, you'd probably get messed up. Yeah, I, I've noticed even for me, um, a lot of like when I need to really manage ticks because I've been learning uh, Altered Dorzami, where you have to be tech perfect basically the whole time i've noticed mm-hmm. that for for me mostly it's kind of a feel thing you just kind of just kind of are used to it at this point you know when ticks are going to yeah. happen because you you have no life and you play this game all the time 
That's me at uh, Chambers of Zarek uh, when I'm uh, at Ulm uh, doing like duos on Inquisitor. I, I just feel the action and I do it. Yeah, same way. <laughs> Anyways, I never properly brought us back, but uh, welcome back, uh, everyone, from that break. Uh, we're just going to keep talking as if uh, I didn't just interrupt, but. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, I don't know. Um, I think we ended when that when I'm doing like Red X Baba, it's just like I know there's like the visual cues, but I'm just able to keep that rhythm going without it. Um, Once you it, understand some something, it, it just takes a matter of yeah. time for it to be ingrained in your brain. Yeah, yeah. Like um, I noticed that the guide I watched to do um, the altered door Zami. Is like when your character, when you see your character highlight arrive at this tile, then do this thing. And I'm going to be honest, I never look at the ground while I'm doing that method. Never once have I even bothered to look down there. Yeah. My mic's doing the thing again. God damn it. You tried so hard. Maybe your wire is getting messed up or something. It is most definitely. This mic has had issues with that in the past. I thought Uh... I fixed them, but... That's not Sad. now. It's not happening. I literally didn't even touch it. <laughs> I'm gonna have to fuck around with it. Um. Anyways, I'll I'll deal with that as it comes this around. This is life. Yep. Yeah. Anyways, but uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so we didn't really do the normal like, what have you been up to this week? Um, but uh, I've heard some some things during the break and as well. Uh, before we uh, started recording, uh, Bird, what have you been up yeah, to? Yeah, I thought you knew. You've done um, some I thought things. you'd. I thought you'd been watching drops and achievements, but uh, no, no. Yeah, we were talking about because um, Life was saying uh, he hadn't really been keeping up with the podcast because my lazy ass hasn't made more YouTube versions of the uh, the podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, and the reason for that is uh, I've been doing uh, nonstop Zora. My life has revolved around that snake for weeks. We were talking about it last week. Um, I have so many onyxes. Um, I I got every single yeah. drop. I can I can check my log, but uh, I think I ended with four onyxes, the Serp Visage, two Magic Fangs, um, and then finally at twelve sixty nine KC, I finally landed the Tanzanite Fang. That was uh, one or two days ago, I think. That's so, crazy, man. man. It was bad. Yeah, I didn't know you you had gotten that. It was real bad. That's uh, yeah, that's rough. But hey, you know, um, I have a lot of scales. Now well, you just you know, need... Congratulations. Uh, you just need what? Is it 92 mining now to get Amethyst? Yes, sir. Yeah, no, <laughs> I've just been using Addy Darts. <laughs> That's pretty nice. Um, because Zora also drops 20 Adamant Bars. <laughs> so I have a lot oh. of Adamant Bars now. Well, there you go. If it was pre-nerf, it, that would have been uh, pretty nice. But uh, yeah, they're, they're still know. fine. I, I mean, they're... I, yeah, it's adequate for the content you're going to be using your blowpipe for. Yeah. It's probably most whatever. most cases I'm using Bofa, but realistically, like when yeah. I bring it to Zami, um, it's it's my spec weapon. I just get health from it. That's about the extent mm-hmm. of its use. Understandable. Yeah, and it's a good use. I don't even know if you're when you eventually rejoin me at Toa if you're gonna even use. I'll probably bring uh, it for. Um, it's nice at Scarab boss uh, Kepri. And then also yeah. it's better for boulders because of the travel time of the uh, projectiles. So you haven't done Toe with me in a while, but um, I've gotten really good at like soloing the uh, 
the bugs uh, and not letting any of them through, at least for the first phase. So you might not even need blowpipe when we're doing duos. Yeah, I mean... I mean, it would help, of course, yeah. but... And I don't have yellow gem still, so healing is healing, you know? True. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, especially at Baba on the boulders, healing off those is really nice. It'd be so nice, because like I said, Baba's the only room where the, the chip damage really annoys me. Yeah, it's like I a... feel like you'd enjoy learning how to, like, red X and stuff. Oh, I know how to red X, Baba. Oh, well, then... There you go. Do you enjoy it? Chip. It's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> there, there you go. I mean, uh, question answered. Exactly. <laughs> I, I mean, I am uh, essentially red Xing Zami, right? It's just a, a more complicated version than what you do at Baba. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I got that done. Um, um, this morning I got ninety nine farming because uh, it's the freest ninety nine ever. Um, congrats. I, I've had ninety nine farming literally banked. And I could have had it by now, but I just, just never do my trees, farm bro. runs because I click on trees. <laughs> skill. It's not that hard, I promise you. Um, it's just dailies, the skill. I still man. have the untrimmed runecraft cape, of course. Never going to lose that. And if I do, I'm a failure. I don't. Keeping untrims is so easy now. You can just is die it? with them, and then you can send them to Death's office, and they just stay in Death's office forever. Death's office can hold like 120 items. So even if you wow. die if you again die and again, have though, stuff get sent you... to death off death's office, they stay there. Oh really? Yeah. I thought it deletes nope. it if you die twice. It only stuff in death's office only gets deleted if death's office fills. Oh, huh. that's crazy. Yeah, it's so I've easy to keep. I literally never now. sent anything to death's office. Yeah, there's there's not much of a reason to right, and you only have to pay for yeah. items that are over a hundred k. And guess what? Skill capes are worth ninety nine k, so it's free. Yeah. Nice. It's so oh, yeah. easy to keep an untrimmed nowadays. And then also, even before that, you can use Chambers Private Storage. Also the freest thing ever, but it's a little annoying if you are doing Chambers, because you have to take them out and then do Chambers, because anything that you go into Chambers with anything in Private Storage just gets deleted. So I'm just going to interrupt real quick. Someone in my clan just got a whip. Oh, hey, a whip. And uh, for a while, they're under a mil, but now they're up to 1.5 mil. Oh, really? Nature's healing. Bounty Hunter. Yeah, that's probably it. Oh, true. Yep. True, true. I, I've seen uh, people rocking uh, tent whips, uh, smacking some yeah. big numbies. Yeah, tent whip is pretty good at uh, for PKing uh, in that style because, you know, it's not the most expensive weapon to use and hits pretty hard. And if they don't have a... Does it just poison or does it venom? It poisons. I think it's just poison, right? Poison, yeah. Yeah, if they don't, if they don't have an anti-poison, they're going to take some some damage from That's that. That's why uh, Toxic Staff is so good, because it venoms. Ooh. Yeah, it, it was really sad at that one point, seeing uh, the Abyssal Whip under yeah, one it mil. Yeah, it was in the trash can, dude. It was crazy. Such an iconic Yeah, I saw it hit like 900k, and I was just like, what is happening, dude? <laughs> yeah. I've never seen them this cheap. I thought they were just going to keep going down. I'm glad they didn't. Uh, I think the Bounty Hunter update, like, I don't PK really. Uh, I've done some LMS in my time, as you might have seen in the Inquisitor series, but, like, yeah. not that I don't have access to LMS anymore. Uh, yeah, that just shit's like, fucked well, up. <laughs> you know, it, it is what it is. One of my favorite sayings. Yeah, what can you do? <laughs> yeah. In one of the earlier episodes, I was just listening to it, and mm -hmm. you're... I, 
I, I later went back because I'm like, what was that? Because I was just listening and it was just like intense kind of like uh, music <laughs> for like 15 minutes yep. straight. And I was like, what yep. is going on? And I'm like, oh, it was an LMS montage. Okay. <laughs> Battling fellow adventurers yeah. in a Like, I thought it was either. I thought coach. it was either that or you're, or you're getting attacked in the wilderness or something. But I mean, basically the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Combat's combat. I mean, different stakes, of course, but... Yeah, you know, yeah. PvP, regardless. Well, that's why I loved LMS, because it, it, it's zero freaking... Uh... Yeah, you can just kind of jump in. Yeah. Zero risk. I found Speaking it. Speaking of that was the word. LMS and the fact that you can't do that, I was actually going to bring this up at some point if I remembered, but this is a good segue into it. Um, How has, like, LMS being removed changed, like, how you engage with... uh? inquisitor or i guess not removed but locked out of your account you you can't do it anymore yeah so historically i was able to do lms uh but as many of you old school players may or may not know uh old school runescape has a tiny little itty bitty bot problem in places you know and uh because last man standing is a mini game that you can profit off of uh, for free i believe yeah for free for free zero entrance uh cost uh you can profit off of it as long as you you know get your points get your kills placement whatever uh <laughs> this was great until it had a skill total and quest point requirement added just a random wednesday i there was no word of it coming it just sort of happened yeah and uh, I went over, tried to join a match, and lo and behold, I locked out. Uh, as for what it changed, um, it locked me out of getting access to the target teleport scroll, which uh, at the time would have unlocked an additional clue step for me in the wilderness, which, you know, not the biggest deal, honestly. Uh, bolt racks was the big one. Because, a uh, little minor spoiler for the series, I went dry on the Carol's crossbow. It was the last Barrow's item I got. And... I'm gonna be honest, I didn't know you could buy bolt racks there. Yes, sir. I, they That's... are... They're an item which I genuinely think nobody buys, except for, like, combat-only accounts who still have access to LMS. Yeah, because I like, got my Carol's yeah. crossbow after the LMS change was implemented. So I only had the bolt racks from Barrows to use up from that Carol's crossbow. But yeah, I think I have like 26 LMS points just sort of sitting there for the odd time that I need like a magic shortbow imbue scroll. And this is a good uh, good transitional point because they changed the multi-wilderness slayer caves to include a majority of the items that are on the LMS uh, table. Like oh, those trower yeah, parchments. Yeah, the uh, magic short bow and bue scroll. So you can get those from monsters now. So that was a little bit uh, of the issue alleviated. But um, I guess uh, looting bags, obviously, that's a big one. But not so big anymore because I can just... I respawn in Ferox, go outside, kill rats for a couple minutes, and I have my looting bag. At max, I should add, because they have two HP yeah, yeah. scales with their combat level. 
the drop rate of the looting bag. And, uh, you know, you get it eventually. Just account for that time and you'll never have to spend LMS points or Slayer points on looting bags. Yeah, that's my uh, philosophy on that. But beyond that, I don't think I really lost anything else that was super huge. Rune arrows yeah. I can buy from, like, ranging shops, which is my go-to. Uh, if I need rune arrows, I should add. I currently have uh, thousands, so I'm, I'm good on that front for now. But yeah, I pretty much just lost access to using the Carol's crossbow effectively, I'll say. Yeah, it's unfortunate, because like, the only way for you to get them now, I guess, would be to do barrows, and that's not a very efficient way to do them. Yeah, it's uh, not Because you don't have access to uh, Port Fazak. Phasmatis. I can get in there. Pronouncing that wrong. Oh, can you? Okay. Because there's just... a guy I think that sells bolt that racks. Guy is quest I yes, that guy is, is he quest, quest locked? locked. He's oh actually not. He's not fully quest locked, but um, it's part of the way through. He doesn't actually appear on the dock until part of the way through uh, the Ghost Ahoy quest. Is it? I believe so, yeah. Oh, man. Just to be sure. Uh, because there is an agility, or no, there's a cooking requirement, and I do think there's an agility requirement that you'd have to pass in order to get to that point in the quest where he appears on the dock. Yeah, it's actually, it's the same agility requirement that you had uh, locks do... you out of um, that one elite clue step where you have to jump to the across the boat on the northern side, I think. Yeah, that... I always thought you had to do a quest to access Port Phasmatis, but I guess you don't have to. You don't. Sort of like how everyone thinks you have to do uh, X marks the spot uh, to get access to uh, Great Crend. You don't have to. You can no, just go yeah. to the boat guy. and uh, I think it's just like an extra dialogue box or two. And you can get over to uh, Crend. So yeah, it's a uh, bolt rack guy and that dock is locked behind Ghost Ahoy. And we can only start that quest. Uh, we get blocked at the part where we have to make the nettle tea for the crone because she's so specific on how she wants her tea made. <laughs> yeah. So, from LMS, would something like the Swift Blade be helpful on your account? Mm, I mean, there's the Ham Joint, which is the crush variant of that, which would be more beneficial for Inquisitor, because the Inquisitor's armor is a crush armor set. Yeah, true, and I think you need crush for the um, for the things that spawn in the Nightmare, husks. right? That you have yeah, to husks. Use the husks, yeah. Uh, I don't... At this current moment, uh, I just use my cudgel, and I bonk the husks. I one-shot them fair. both. Uh, I don't really think I'd benefit too greatly from bringing, like, a goblin paint cannon, for example. It would just overcomplicate things in my eyes, uh, add a lot more That's swaps fair. to when I don't really need the extra swaps, right? Yeah, Swift yeah, Blade speaking is... Of the it's, cudgel. It's, it's like... It's for the theater of blood, uh, when, you, when it comes down to it, pretty much. Yeah. Speaking of the cudgel, though, that's, uh... I think that brings up uh, another thing. You don't have the Inquisitor's Mace yet. I do not. I do not. Yeah. Swap I know you're them. you're still, you know, doing Nightmare uh, in your latest video. You just got it. your fourth Nightmare pet. Um, yes, that also exists. But, <laughs> but, 
but um obviously you're still sending that uh that boss for for the for the drop there uh yeah that's uh that's the whole goal of season two like of course the whole uh, setup and goal for season one was to obtain the full inquisitor's armor set and uh, i think mm-hmm. season two is uh going for the mace just really will bring the look together yeah absolutely yeah, in a way it's kind of poetic Having... that you got the uh the full armor set before even getting the mace you know free content let's go yeah, I get to carry on in a season two and really see how far I can take the account on that front. It very cleanly breaks it into a part one and part two. Yeah, it's actually really nice how it worked out when uh, you think about it and you actually look at the series itself. <laughs> yeah. Meant to be, you know? And it's a good thing that you still enjoy uh, the content as I feel like going... Uh, you know what is it one in two thousand or whatever for that uh item would be pretty rough if you didn't uh enjoy uh doing nightmare i i think it's really important to make an end goal that you're gonna enjoy going for because when i first made inquisitor uh you will have noticed that i set the full armor set as the goal and not the mace or the orbs and my reasoning behind that was well Obviously, I don't want to go for the rarest items at the time. I wanted the account to be challenging, but I also wanted it to end at one point, right? (laughs) So going for the armor set just sort of made sense at that time. And also it gave me good reason to lock my defense because I also had never played a peer before. And I wanted to try that. Yeah, it's kind of reminiscent. Uh, Last week um, when we were recording, we did a a tier list of all the uh, minigames. And at one point, mm-hmm. uh, we got to the topic of Gauntlet. Um, yeah. And I'm masochistic, and I love Gauntlet. Um, and I was talking about how a lot of people really, really don't like Gauntlet. Um, because But it's like the meta for it's, Iron yeah, Man it's like now. the Iron Man meta, get a Bofa, you know, go crazy. And I was talking about, I think the reason a lot of people don't like that is because they just kind of go into uh, Gauntlet with the, the grind set mentality of just wanting to get Bofa and wanting to get out of there. Whereas instead, I mean, I realize it can be kind of difficult when you're trying to, like, play the rest of the game and unlock all the content. I literally just did a shit ton of Zora just to, like, get that one thing. I understand wanting something and just grinding your ass out. But, you know, it is important to do something you enjoy, you know? Um, otherwise, you're just never going to like the game and you're just going to quit. And uh, yeah, that I th- sucks. I think mentality. Mentality is huge. Because... One of the reasons why I enjoy Fasani so much and the way that that boss is and how Inquisitor interacts with that boss, every single kill that I do feels like an achievement. And I feel like that's super important for my motivation to continue playing the account because I go into that boss fight, I have my Sanfu serums, my prayer potions, my cheesy potatoes... My Sanguine SD Staff, my Cudgel, my Amulet of Strength, and my Full Inquisitor's Armor. And I just hit the boss, you know, do the mechanics. It's about the journey, like I've said all throughout this podcast, yeah. really. It's very, very I, I important think... to enjoy the journey. Even if even if you're, you're it's about the destination kind of guy, mm. it's still important to enjoy the journey. Otherwise, it's just going to suck, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, why play a video game if you're not gonna have fun you know that's exactly i feel it. like p- 
people treat RuneScape too much like a job where they're like, so oh, true. now I have to go, you know, do X, Y, or Z grind. And it's like, you don't have to, you know, or like you're, you're coming at it with the wrong mindset. Like if you don't enjoy doing that, then go do something else. Yeah. Like if uh, I had made I it to like 1500 Zora, I would quit. I would have just been like, this isn't fun oh anymore. God. I'm done. I'm just, I'm yeah. going to go do something else. Yeah. I don't need it that badly. I'm just. I, I would like to keep playing the game, thank you. I would like to enjoy myself. <laughs> I I had a mindset at one point where I'd force myself to play games to, you know, get my content. But uh, one day I just sort of had a revelation and I just thought to myself, why the hell am I doing this? Why am I forcing yeah. myself to play something that I'm not enjoying? So since that day, I promised myself that I'd never force myself to do something or play something that i didn't want to play so whenever i don't feel like playing old school i just don't log in it's It's, very simple it's really that easy that yeah it's so simple for me now that i had that revelation i'm just like okay well i don't want to play okay just don't log in great find something else to do like (laughs) yeah it's been so good for me i've talked about this before but like i used to burn out every year like by the end of the year I was burnt out and I just stopped playing ever since I started playing in 2018 every year burned out. Uh, and it, the last burnout, um, you know, between, uh, 2021 and 2022, I didn't play the game for like six months. Cause I burned out so hard. Um, oh, wow. This is the first year I haven't. And that's just cause I've kind of approached the game differently it's, it's like it's always been kind of an I'm internal clock gonna do it's things like, that all right, i enjoy Spire just burned out that means it's x time of year <laughs> yeah like literally every year right around christmas time i'd stop playing for you know i'd be enjoying myself to, like having the, the time of my life in whatever league was running and he'd log in for like yeah. a week and be like man i just fucking hate runescape right now i can't do this just oh, every like, I tried year playing the last league i tried and i was just like man like I had some fun with it for maybe a couple days, and I was like, I just can't. I don't even want to think about RuneScape. Yeah, so I, I stopped. But I personally didn't really super get into that last league. I think I finished with like an adamant trophy. But one of the highlights of that was, uh, uh, I think, two friends. I I I want to say the names, but I'm afraid I'm gonna get it wrong. But I went in a top trio with uh, a couple of friends and uh first casey at tob in the league i pulled the scythe and i didn't even have the stats to wear it it's pretty funny that's amazing i love that (laughs) they they weren't very happy (laughs) dude i wanted to do tob so bad last league but i just i was i've only very recently like opened up a lot more in petscape and like allowed myself to to be a bit more of a chatter be a bit more involved and like actually play with everybody again and lastly, yeah. I was like, I want to do group content, but I'm I'm an introvert, man. I'm a I'm a piece of shit. I don't want to talk to anybody. <laughs> it, it's hard. It, it's hard at times. I'm also um, personally uh, introverted. Like I prefer to stick to myself. Just you know, personality type that I am. Yeah, I I don't know. I think of myself as an introvert, but then like I think about like in Petscape, I'm usually chatting with people and harassing people to come do content with me sometimes and in my clan i'm constantly sending learner raids and eight man 300s and uh 
teaching people how to do BA or uh, or dragging people uh, along to do volcanic mine. It's like, am I really an introvert? I don't know. It's it's kind well, of an like, interesting thing, right? Because I while I consider myself an introvert. I took up a lot of like leadership positions and like I was super involved in Boy Scouts when I was a kid. So it's kind of like a niche yeah. thing where sometimes you just fall into this position where you're just like, yeah, I can do this, but you can still be well, an introvert, you know? Exactly. That's yeah. literally what I was just about to say. Like just because you've done things that an ext- extrovert would do does not mean that you aren't introverted. Uh, the way that it, I've always explained it and has been explained to me is that, uh, the way to think about introverts and extroverts is like a battery. Uh, oh, yeah, introvert, the battery. Yeah, an introvert will recharge their batteries by being alone, and an extrovert yeah. will recharge their uh, theoretical, theoretical, metaphorical uh, batteries by uh, socializing and getting out with other people and all that. So it, it's not exclusive to one or the other. Uh, what you do yeah i yeah that's fair i i definitely recharge when i'm by myself um like my best friend chris uh love the guy but i can only hang out with him for like six hours before i'm like all right get the fuck out of my house <laughs> i want to just sit alone in a room <laughs> and not talk to anyone yeah and like at this point he knows that's just because like i can only handle hanging out with people for so long but like I, he, you know, for you know the first few years I, uh, we knew each other, it definitely was a, 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 a difference of personality in that, uh, you know, I wasn't just kicking him out because I hate him, but because you know. But I, I still love hanging out with him. It's just I can't, I can't do it for more than a few hours before I'm just, I don't want to talk to people. Like our Canada trip, I was just like, man. I can't just be by myself. There's these three other assholes I gotta hang out with. I didn't the mind that time. too much, honestly. I didn't. I didn't feel the same way. Um, I felt very much on that trip. Like for me, it, it's I, I'm kind of uh, on the fence between introvert and extrovert. It's it's really like groups of people type thing. Like I can be with uh, within a certain group, but once we start getting to like crowds or like social interactions with people I don't know that's when the the like introverted bit really shows and i'm just like i don't want to talk to anybody i don't know any of these people i don't want to know these people well i i I won't do like parties or anything like um or bars really i don't like a ton um especially Mm. like the club i fucking can't stand going to clubs i got invited recently by some coworkers to go to like a rave and i'm just like yeah absolutely not i I do not want to be not for me (laughs) yeah that sounds like a lot. Yeah. I'm also weird. I don't really like super loud music. I guess it's not weird, but I don't like loud music. So I've been to one concert. And I'm like, yeah, that's good enough for me. I will crank so, saw my, my favorite band. I don't and... care. I want it to be I mean, so that, That's bad. completely fine. You know, everyone has their preferences yeah. on that. There, there's no right or wrong yeah. in that instance. But, um, yeah, I think... We've been tangenting oh for a while. I think we were st- <laughs> talking about what Bird's oh. been up to this week. Yes. And uh, life, you're you're moving, so I'm sure that's been consuming your entire week. Oh yeah, I mentioned that earlier. My May has been yeah. uh, hell. On top of uh, being my birth month, uh, 
having the PC oh, issues. Happy birthday. Thank you. Uh, packing up. Yeah, and... I think I saw... Oh, God. I can't remember how old you were turning. I, I saw a tweet, and I think I liked it. Um, I'm... Uh, I'm, I'm so old. Oh. <laughs> yeah? I am a quarter of a century old. I'm 25. Oh, so old, dude. Hey. Uh, yeah. You're younger than me. Just by a few months. <laughs> Every year that goes by... I, I look back and oh my god, time flies. <laughs> yeah. Nah, I still have my whole life ahead of me, and I'm really looking forward to uh, what's going on in the future. Uh, what what could be, what uh, might happen mm-hmm. with the YouTube channel, and just you know continuing to progress on Inquisitor and all that jazz. Yeah, I, I presume you haven't been playing too much uh, RuneScape for the last week, then, with the uh, PC problems and packing and all that i mentioned before we started recording and i guess i can give a little bit of uh, a sneak peek per se uh, i've been mm-hmm. trying my hand at rto there's a very specific tank method which involves an alt and it's been really nice uh when i can find a world uh, <laughs> that is probably the worst part about yeah. rto is finding a world and I don't yeah. go at peak times. I, I go, like, early in the morning. I wake up on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and I log in, and I gear for RTO, and then I still have to hop many, many, many worlds, which is crazy to me. Yeah, it's kind of the nice and, part and of uh, using, Callista, um... is um, while you do have to find a group, realistically, to fight Callisto, you can find a world so easy, and if you do it at the right times of day, there will literally never be PKers. Yeah, you're right. Oh man, but... I when I was listening through uh, some of your recent-ish episodes from a couple months ago, <laughs> I found the clip of me saying, "Put me in the video." And you zoomed ah. in on me, and that gave me a a, a nice yeah, little I think, uh, chuckle. I think I saw. I kept my word. <laughs> I, I think I saw a clip of. Um, because I used to raid with Caveman a lot with you as well. And I, I think I saw a clip and I was like, holy shit, that's me. What am I wearing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like even looking at my older videos and like the gear progression that old school RuneScape has had has just sort of blown my mind because we'd like, we'd be raiding in the olden days with like freaking mystics and have the bandos and whips and dragon defenders. Yeah. And oh, it's you look at it it's like what was i doing but it's like a tiny nostalgia <laughs> hit too because you were there years ago yeah doing chambers with buddies or you know so on and so forth i'm sure if i like finally combed through all your videos i could probably find myself maybe one or two more times You'd throughout watch, it watch the, i know i've uh, done watch his chat just watch uh caveman cc i've seen myself a couple times there <sighs> too yeah, I'm sure I would see myself there. Yeah, I was definitely a chatter. Yeah, um, there there are a lot of clips with uh, Caveman uh, chat channel uh, in the mm-hmm. chat because I, I just much like uh, a lot of the old uh, Caveman viewers. Uh, we just hang out in there still. It's just sort of the place to be. Yeah, if it didn't constantly kick me out every time I like yeah, world hop, I noticed or that. Logged That's so out, annoying. I would I would be in there more often, but I can. I can never, like, remember that I need to rejoin it constantly, so I just never do, and then I 
Yeah, and then I'll I'll forgetting. go weeks and weeks where I'll be like, oh yeah, you know, it's weird that There's I haven't no chat. <laughs> I haven't seen the FC in a while. Oh yeah, I've been out of it yeah. for weeks, and like sometimes I swear I'll just log out of the game and like come back in an hour and it'll kick me out. I just I don't get it. What it seems so inconsistent. Yeah. It probably is consistent in in when it kicks you out, but I just never realize it when it happens. Someone told me a while back. The, like what causes it and i can't even remember what it was now something about logging out a certain way or world hopping or something i don't remember i, I think if but... you're hopping constantly it'll just stop trying to connect you over time but even so that's been happening with like the clan uh chat that i'm in as well like oh, really i've had issues with clans yeah, it just doesn't connect me to my clan, or it's a super long delay. I've had that happen a few times. Yeah. Afterwards, it, it's so so that weird. Sounds, sounds very obnoxious. It's sort of a pain, um, yeah. Yeah, the the clan system has been pretty nice, but there's definitely some glaring uh, limitations with it that I wish Jagex would address, but it's clearly not a huge priority for them. So, well, they just I mean, haven't updated you know. it. I, I think uh, overall the clan update was a good update for the game. Oh, absolutely! What it at the time, uh, I, yeah, it's I just like they'll probably review it in the future. But of course, like you said, it's not top yeah. of their priority a right now. A part of me wishes that they'd make it so you could join like two or three clans somehow. Well, you can be in a clan and guest in another. Yeah, but that's not the same. It's um, not nearly the same. Yeah, yeah. it's not the same because like. Okay, I'm just going to rant about clans for a minute. So, <laughs> I'm Take in a big stage. clan, right? We're, we're we're capped out at 500. It's it's XP Waste. Well, it's not their clan. It's TNL, which formed, and then they made the XP Waste podcast. And most of the people in the clan are there for XP Waste. But, so, it's capped out at 500. And I luckily joined before they capped out. But... You know, now if you want to join, you have to go through an application process because there's just simply not enough slots. They have to kick people if they become inactive. And it's just like, why? Is that a thing? And then uh, if you are guesting in the clan, people all the time, you'll get a bunch of grats or something or people freaking out about a drop. And then some freaking smiley face motherfucker will go, what'd you get? And it's yeah. like it's a literal yeah. meme. Why can they not see it's, the drops yeah, and achievements? It's rough. I don't I just don't get it. That's why I don't I, ever <laughs> join uh clans like that if I if I'm like just wanted to chill and chat. Because a lot of the, the interactions in being a clan are like, This person just got this thing and like the automatic broadcast and message and then people start chatting about that. And it's like I I don't want to just be out of the loop and annoy everyone by asking what's going on all the time. It's just it's frustrating. Yeah. I think at the time of impl- implementation for that, uh, it was to avoid having guests uh, snipe people getting wilderness drops. But now you can actually like sure. leave the clan, so yeah. I don't see why they need that still. I uh, yeah, it's just I don't understand it. I feel like. To clarify the that, better solution quick, you can just... leave the clan chat while still being in the clan, is what he means. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I did that the other day. I accidentally hit leave on it, and I thought that I was actually like, leaving <laughs> the clan. And I was like, no, I didn't mean to click that. I meant to click settings. And then I was just like, oh, I can just rejoin. It's fine. 
Yeah, no, you have to go um, through like a whole menu thing to actually leave a clan, but just yeah, leaving you the have to channel. Go through your settings. Yeah. Yeah. That'll that'll like hide your drops if you leave the channel, which again, if the whole idea of hiding the drops from smileys or guests in the clan was to prevent people from like joining the clan to grief someone getting wilderness drops or doing wildy bosses. Uh, okay, yeah, sure. Because when they first introduced Just... clans, there was no option to uh, temporarily leave the clan, or leave the chat, I should say. Leave the chat of the like... clan. I feel like the better implementation of that is just have the option to hide wilderness-specific drops rather than hiding all drops from smileys, you know? That's engine work. Engine work. I'm sure there, I'm sure there's there would have there would have to be a, a like tagging system involved to that. They'd have to tag certain bosses as being wilderness bosses. I doubt that's in the, the chat functionality. So they'd have to like tag these ones and then make it so that um you can do that. I feel like the, the real solution here is uh an easy one that they could have added is a clan wide change where you can just decide if smileys can see drops or not. Just yeah. put that yeah. on the clan owners. Give, give the option. Yeah. That would be one that I think they I could know, reasonably of... add with the current system without having to add any new systems. I, yeah. I think what they've done now, like being able to leave the chat channel is oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Like they, they should. I just think where, it at, where it's at is pretty good. Now. Like I'm always going to want yeah. things, advocate for things to be better, but I definitely don't oh, want yeah. it to be interpreted as yeah. complaining that it sucks right now because it's pretty good. 100%. All things considered. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, it's definitely a a million times better than the friends chat system. Friends chat was Oof. janky as all hell. It still is. Ooh, still yeah. is janky as all hell. Still, still um, is. Yeah, it's still a thing. Yeah, yeah. I remember they were yeah. saying they specific when they added the clan system, they specifically targeted uh, and said that they would be adjusting the way that uh, Chambers of Zarek lobbying works to be more similar to Tob and now more similar to uh, TOA as well, and that has never happened. I, I did not heard, know they made that promise. <laughs> I, I have heard that there are some Chambers of Zarek quality of life coming up Honestly, soon. Honestly, that's cool. Because I thought well, that the chests were going to be the last thing we ever saw. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because there's I, the chest in the lobby now. Yeah, there's the access. bank chest in the lobby, and then uh, there's the two chests right before Ulm. Which is so there's weird to me, about... because I'm so used to pre-potting before you go down the hole... And now yep, you pre-pot yep. down there, and it is so weird to me. I still have to get used to it. They need to hide purples. They need to hide the purples. If you roll a purple at chambers, yeah. that needs to I be have, hidden, like at top. I have a like at tombs. I have a plugin for that, but it would be nice if it, it was just a part of the game. For it, it doesn't work for clan broadcasts. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I I know the I exact to, plugin I, you're talking yeah, about. Sensor. You have to meet. <laughs> yep. You still I've have been to meet your clan. Now for that. does work for that. Oh, it hides clan broadcasts too. I think I think it's been updated to hide well, clan broadcasts. Even if it does hide clan broadcasts, right? There's still going to be a message that appears in clan broadcasts. So if you're like milking and you're closing the chat box, your clan chat is going to light up, and that's just going to tell you that's that somebody true. got a purple. Yeah, that's there's true. There's really no way to hide that. Um. Yeah. I don't know. Cl- clans are definitely uh uh having a huge improvement on the game but there's things i wish they would do with it that um they just haven't touched like the clan hall is something that i think 
five players may have enter- ever entered and actually <laughs> done anything with. Uh, like, my main's dude, clan does stuff in there from time to time. It, it's been a really. while since I've attended uh, events, uh, like, on the main, but uh, I know my, like, my, my main's in a clan, FOH, and uh, I know uh, they do events in the clan hall from time to time, and I know some of them just, like, hang out in there as well. Huh. I know there's a bank in there. I might use that place as, like, my uh, skilling area, but... Yeah, it seems like it'd know. be a funny place to bank stand. Yeah. <laughs> yep, just chill the, with the clannies. The fact that, like, someone has to, like, if you want to join a clan, the fact that someone has to, like, open up the applications for it, and then you have to, like, hop to a specific world for it as well, is kind of weird. I don't understand why you have to go through all of that just yeah, it's to a little odd. be accepted into a clan. I run the, the tiny little clan for uh, all our close friends, um, and every time somebody starts playing RuneScape and we want to add someone to it, it's always like this process of like, okay, thing. well, are you free to play or are you members right now? Um, and so I need to hop to this world and then I need to open up clan applications. And then I need you to go to this tab of the inventory and then click on this thing and join the, it's always, doesn't help that they're all very new to the game usually. Yeah. Yeah. It's very convoluted, but I think that's just the way that the engine uh, makes it work. Um, yeah. Maybe how the player ID system works. Maybe. I'm just happy you don't have to meet up in person to do it. Yeah. I am completely fine with guiding people through an interface and having to be on the same world. I'm completely cool with that. I, I thought it was going to be like you had to go to like the little board that's there. but was it, I believe it was like that on release. To. It might have been. Mm, I'm um, not sure. Yeah, I could be wrong, but I, I seem to recall that on release you had to meet in person and then shortly very shortly after it was made so that you don't have to meet in person anymore i could be wrong though i think so i remember joining defy jay's clan and i went to that board um but i stayed in there for only a little bit because uh although i make fun of tnl for gratzing every single thing my god defy jay's clan was like someone did uh sheep shearer and then the clan would just be you know 30 grats and then no one actually talking for the next 15 <laughs> minutes until someone gets like dick thumper 32 just got 32 fishing and it's like here's you know another round of grats and i'm like I, man i think that's just is... like a filtering issue on the clan's part because like i i feel like the 807 clan has all of the settings uh, at just about the sweet spots right now, because obviously yeah. when someone's starting their 807 and they want to do some quests to get that singular block that we have access to, you know, there'll be some quest spam, and obviously people people congrats and uh, you know, well, congrats, you know, you do the odd quests because we don't have access to all what three hundred. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna say it probably points. is helpful. I don't believe there's any filtering for quests whatsoever, so it's probably helpful in the eight oh seven clan that you literally only have a very small block of quests that anyone in the clan can actually do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah it's two hundred and ninety three quest points right now. Yeah, generally people who are doing uh the quests are like newer uh combat only accounts as well. So I, I feel mm-hmm. like it's just a nice thing to have on to make them feel more welcome into the community as well. Because, you know, they're get, they're get, they're kicking their account up. They're starting to make some progress. So, you know, a little bit of grats here and there for the, their little achievements are freaking great. 
Yeah, I mean, I'll always grats like a new player that's like, you know, first getting into the game and stuff. But there gets a point where it's just the chat is only people saying grats yeah, and nothing that's else. That's the real issue is if like, you're in a time where it's just level ups and grats instead of any actual functional chatting yeah. and chilling. Yeah, in that instance, I would refine the filtering that uh, the clan has set up. Because, yeah, I definitely uh, think there was a filtering issue, but I think it was also just, like, a clan culture issue. Like, uh, Defy yeah. Jay's clan was just mostly, like, people that are viewers and not... There's not really, like, a a community, if that makes sense. There's no actual culture you know? there. It's just... It's just people yeah. that enjoy X streamer and just... Or content creator, rather, and just want to be involved with X content creator and as such have joined their clan. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense, yeah. It's, like it's they're, weird because they're, they're all there for the streamer and not to really associate with the other members of the clan. Silence. All right, I got a question. I've been meaning to ask this question. <laughs> so I can't, I can't pick out an early, like a specific example, but sometimes early on in the uh, in the Inquisitor series you'd get drops that weren't like hugely monumental or aren't weren't particularly rare and you'd like pop the fuck off about them and i got to yeah. ask how genuine mm-hmm. are they are you just genuinely excited and that's fine or are you playing it up a little bit i genuine excitement all right i just it, i had to I know, know it's, i i it, believe it, it but crazy. i just needed to know yeah it sounds crazy but really when you play a snowflake type of account a special type of account which fundamentally changes the way that you play the game that changes your outlook on how you obtain certain items and even if they aren't the rarest thing it's just super cool yeah to grab something that's slightly more restricted like you could have got it this super easy way if you had x access to x skill but you don't have access to the skill so you have to do it a a different slightly more difficult or slightly longer way so yeah that that's everything in the past that if if you've seen me get an item and it's just like whatever for your account but for my account that could be just like completely different yeah and i totally understand that because even just uh on on a much much smaller scale switching over to playing uh, iron man rather than playing uh, a main like i i found myself being significantly more excited over things that would not have excited me at all on a main. So I totally get it, but I was I was just a little curious, you know. Yeah, I okay, example. I just I just thought of this. More recently with the release of the wilderness bosses and the wilderness demi bosses, they now drop super combat potions. Super combat potions were a big pain in the ass to get before. Uh grotesque guardians. I would have to kill grotesque guardians for them. And that's like a two to three minute walk slash run and I'd get one kill trips and the kill, the one kill would probably take about the amount of time to walk. And it's not even a guarantee that you get super combats. So having those super combats be much more accessible, because remember I don't have herb lore to make said potion. I now have easier access to super combat potions that increases my max hit with the cudgel by three. I believe with my current setup, which makes it's massive it makes my fasani nightmare kills so much more consistent i i get between 
I think with the super combats, it's like 10 to 12 minutes. And when I'm only using Zamorak Bruise, it's like 11 to 13, if I'm being generous. So yeah, the super combats it... are a huge deal for my account. But for other accounts, they get that drop from the boss, and they're just like, eh, whatever, I could have just made those with Herblore. So yeah, like, drops... The way you look at the game can fundamentally change depending on the account that you play and what you're restricted from. Yeah, like, I had a, for a brief time, a wilderness-locked Iron Man that is now a failed account because I just lost interest in it and realized it wasn't really for me. But, like... I remember getting a lava battle staff from Lava Dragons and just popping off because, like, that was a really good drop to get. And, uh, you know, it w- took a while to get all the runes and to kill these Lava Dragons without having some, you know, pure r- rock up and one or two shot me. Uh, yeah, uh, as they say, it's the little things in life that uh, should make you happy. <laughs> yeah. Actually, Do you have... Sorry, continue. Uh, you mentioned, uh, uh, no, the thought escaped me. Uh, carry on, and I'll, um, if I remember, I'll let you know. So, speaking of my, you know, failed uh, wilderness only, do you have advice for people that want to start a snowflake and not, you know, uh, burn out on it or quit, uh, you know, before they hit 1k total? I guess in your case, you know, you, you can't hit 1k total, but do um, you just have advice for people that are starting a new um, Snowflake? It'd have to be two things. Um, set an end goal that you reasonably think you can achieve. Because if you don't think you... If in the moment you think you can achieve that goal, and it turns out, in reality... There was never really a chance. Well, Mm -hmm. you know, you're setting yourself up for failure. But I think more importantly, you should choose a restricted type of account that you will enjoy above everything. Whether it's an area locked, a skill locked, so on and so forth, chunk locked, you know. You have to play an account that you will enjoy. And at the end of the day, that's all that matters. Your enjoyment and the goals that you believe that you can achieve. Yeah. Achieve them or else. I <laughs> I can second this point as someone who hasn't played like a particular snowflake at all, but I've found myself playing this game so much more ever since I switched over to playing group, but basically regular Iron Man. Um I always Spark can attest this, I was always kind of a hoarder. Um whenever I got a gear upgrade as a main, I just wanted to keep it. That was just mine. I didn't want to get rid of it. Yeah. I hated the gameplay loop of the most efficient thing to do is grind X boss forever to make the most money possible and then buy all of the best things. I did not yeah. I did not enjoy that. I wanted to just keep things and hoard things and stash things. And playing as an Iron Man just allows me to just accumulate drops and just put them all away into my my beautiful dragon stash. And I found that my enjoyment and overall playtime has just skyrocketed. It's so important to do something that you actually enjoy doing. I I think it's the same for, like, the type of Iron Man game mode you choose as well. Because I know there's a lot of people in the community who aren't fans of GIM 
or hardcore group <laughs> Iron Man or whatever. There's a lot but of those people. I, I, I think at the end of the day, all that matters is are you going to have fun playing this account by yourself or with said group of people? If the answer to that is yes, go for it. That's the whole point of video games, you know? You're supposed to have fun. You're supposed to enjoy your time on them. And above all else, that's what matters. It's very, it, seems very, it seems very cliche, but really, like, truly, yeah. it, it is <laughs> the most important thing. That's why it's, like, such a cliche, stereotypical thing to say. Because it is just genuinely really important. <laughs> I, I yep. feel like a lot of people lose sight of that with this game because, like... I don't know, Everyone I just hear some people... in the grind. Yeah. Like, RuneScape is addictive, you know, everyone knows that, and people get to a point where they're just playing RuneScape because that's just the game they play, and they've kind of lost the fact that, like, it is a game, you know, you're supposed to have fun. Um, and oh! I think uh, snowflakes are a good way to, to do that, uh, you know, to spice things up and maybe have some fun again. Yeah, uh, I remembered um, what I was going to say earlier. So when you mentioned oh, yeah. your uh, wilder- your failed wilderness account, yeah, uh, y- you uh, you brought I, something. I didn't up. ruin the account; it still exists, but I just okay, don't. Okay, we'll, we'll we'll say we'll say incomplete account. Yeah, uh, I mean, I described it as failed. So yeah, at the time when I made Inquisitor, um, mm-hmm. I saw an increasing number of incomplete accounts um left in the dust and uh this only sort crying. of frustrated me uh all these like unfinished series uh of these snowflake accounts mm. just sort of left in the dust like i said it, it, it awoken something inside of me to where when i made inquisitor i told myself on day one when i made that account you are completing this account you will have an account. You will have this series on your YouTube channel complete. I don't care how long it takes. You will not become another one of those accounts in the graveyard. And that, that like I said, it awoken something in me. Dude. Like, just the sheer amount. It, it was that time of YouTube where people would start a series and then they would never finish it. And that really frustrated me at the time. Yeah, I'm glad I never made a YouTube series out of it. But uh, I did mm-hmm. stream when I when I had the wilderness only, and uh, uh, it was just I'm like not... here's like three days of me doing monkey bars, and then a bunch of agility <laughs> at the wilderness course. Yeah, I think I have like seventy five agility or something on the account, and then I did a bunch of fishing, some prayer training, a little bit of very tortured Slayer, and then yeah. I I remember I was talking to um try too hard for you the uh. The guy with Ollie the Neat, the uh, desert-only Iron Man. Desert, yes. Yeah. Uh, I want to get him on the pod at some point. I maybe I can get him and Rakeen on at the same time. I think that'd be really interesting. But, Have fun um, with those four audio tracks. <laughs> oh, I know. That's the only thing that's like, do I want to do both of them at the same time? I could maybe convince them to do it, but do I want that? <laughs> but Yeah. Um. I was talking to him, and I actually dug up the uh, conversation. This was in 2020. Uh, almost a year ago today. Or not a year ago. Uh, three years ago today. Um, we were talking, and he told me that uh, to get to 15 smithing, so I could actually do smithing in the wilderness, um, 
I would have to kill 49,000 skeletons. Ooh. And I was like, uh, man, yes. I do not want to play this account anymore. <laughs> like, I was looking at all the grinds. I'm like, okay, so I want to do smithing. I want to do construction because I had a construction um, exception. I could, uh, if I had the stuff to be able to create a glory, I could go buy a house and teleport to Edgeville with the glory and home teleport to get to my house, I think is what I was doing. I don't remember. It's been a while. But mm -hmm. um, I was like, okay, I would have to kill 49,000 skeletons to get, uh, there was some way I could get a, a dragonstone. I don't remember what it was, but it was terrible. Um, and like getting the, the crafting XP was going to be absolutely terrible as well. It was like gold bars from greater demons or something oh. and i was just like do i want to do this i absolutely don't think so so i was just that's <sighs> that's another thing that feeds into these uh special type of snowflake accounts too is that there are some unforeseen grinds that you will yeah. find like i i wanted to get these spiked manacles for nightmare they're my best in slot give me a max hit you know the pl plus four strength mm -hmm. bonus well i went dry for them and yeah uh, my total guard kill count was i think it was in the realm of 166,000 guards i killed to get the approximate amount Absolutely of insane. medium clues to complete those and then eventually roll the spiked manacles which i think it was I, I don't remember the specific KC, but hundreds, hundreds of medium clues completed I mean, for a best in slot. I still remember the uh, the combat combat bracelet saga. Oh yeah! Every single time I get an elite clue and I get a, a dragonstone bracelet, I oh, always yeah. think of you because I remember the first elite clue I did on this account. I got one, and I was like, "Man, that sucks." <laughs> I'm being honest, I skipped over that in the videos, if it ever happened there, but I do remember, like, in Discord and in the clan chat, you complaining about combat bracelets. <laughs> um, yeah, that that whole uh, era, we can say, of the account uh, lasted mm -hmm. for two full videos, which I think was, like, episode two and three of season two. Uh, okay. And I did a lot of Barrows. That, that was a month-long grind, easily. Yeah. Just to get a best in slot, uh, freaking combat bracelet from elite clues, juggling them. Oh, that was a time and a half. Yeah, it's an insane grind, honestly. Uh, to put it into a little bit of a context for those that may not know, basically, um, I don't know if anybody knows the rate of bar elites from barrows off the top of their head. Uh, I want to say one in forty-two, but I could be wrong. But basically, uh... this this man's here is looking for probably like a 1 in 14 drop from an elite clue, I want to say. It's probably somewhere around 1 in 14 for um, a combat bracelet. It's realistically not that rare. And you roll many Sorry, times. 1 in 29, 29 if you okay. kill all the brothers. Yeah. So he's looking for this. You get a lot of rolls to get a, a combat bracelet. I probably get one every other elite clue, I swear to God. It's super common from these elite clues. Um, but he has to go through the process of acquiring not just one, two, three, or even four. I think five is the minimum steps for an elite, right? Um, is it five or six? 
I think it's five. It's five, five to seven. Yeah, five to seven. But so you need a minimum of five to be able to get a casket. Yeah. And you need five that you can do on an eight oh seven account that also has thirty defense. It's and the you're because you're juggling these clues. You can't stop playing the game while you're doing this. It's well. Could you stop playing the game? I I, I don't know how the log out. I don't know. There were. I don't know how okay, much death so there, changes have affected was, UIM actually. It, they were huge. Uh, there were huge change for my account because yeah, I, rem- I remember there was a big UIM death grind. change because I think you can you can you log out and your stuff doesn't go on a timer anymore, right? Yes. So there was uh before and after. Before and I did do some clue scroll juggling this way. I would have to log in for a essentially a 12 to 14 hour session of just doing barrows to try and stack as many clues as I could in a day because you couldn't log out and keep your death pile. You would be on a timer constantly. And then post after the changes were made, you could officially log out and your death pile would be attached to your character which means the timer pauses yeah, when I you're remember, logged out. I remember there was uh, there was the separate UIM question for this one. Um, yep. And I, I completely forgot that, that that had passed and gone into UIM, which is so huge, honestly. Um, that just... was the change that allowed me to get the combat yeah. bracelet. Because before on the old mechanics, I would only be able to get a maximum of maybe four to five elite clues. And I can't do every step either. So there's only, I believe it's a 48% chance. Yeah, there was like a 48% chance at the time of being able to roll a completable clue. So let's be generous and round that up to say it's a 50-50 chance of rolling a completable clue step. Well, if I'm only able to get four clues in a day, statistically speaking, I only have two completable clue scrolls from a 12 to 14 hour gaming session. And then I gotta either send them or lose them. Or I guess yeah. log out with one. So <laughs> having that, having those death pile changes was absolutely massive, and I don't think I would have a combat bracelet without those. Yeah. Because I was actually able to stack up seven elite, com- seven completable yeah. elite clue steps. That's a very uh, important distinction to make, because there's a very good chance that I roll incompletable steps along the way. So it's multiple day, multiple week grinds that uh eventually led me to getting the combat bracelet on i think it was kc6 on my sixth casket yeah i finally got it which is seventh something like that which is why i thought it was important to kind of take that time to clarify that because it's it's one of those it's one of those things where you kind of take it for granted of you don't understand uh quite how insane that grind is unless it's a little bit explained It, it was a lot honestly like the elite clues are really crazy to do on a combat only and that that's not to mention my luck uh from elite clues because i rolled both the well not for the combat bracelet but if we're looking at the unique lucky i got super lucky so i'm obviously 30 defense we've clarified this throughout the podcast uh i believe it was one or two kc i got a fremenic kilt now that's crazy on a peer, you know? Uh, Iron Man peers could only dream of having this item. 
and I got it. But it was after a time which I got the Inquisitor's plate skirt. So the only place I really used the kilt was at Chambers of Zarek, and uh, it was pretty short-lived in a manner of speaking. But prior to getting the combat bracelet, or I should say dragon Dragonstone bracelet, I pulled a Ranger's tunic, which Man. is another dream item for Iron Man yeah. peers. And getting both of those pure dream items in 6KC, I think it was, 7KC, something like that. You can watch the series and see for yourself. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, It's crazy. That RNG was insane. And then finally it getting the combat bracelet to top it all off. For my best and slot and do you gloves. still have the the ranger's tunic or did you yep uh, i still have the ranger's tunic to this day it is my best in slot body because i cannot get to tombs of a masket for the missouri body man it's so disappointing that you can't get the stuff there because like some of those items would be absolutely game changers for you they'd be insane and that'd be a lot of content to say the least <laughs> i would love to send toa with that account that would be so much fun like yeah uh, did I think I think I explained the restrictions in that video that you said you watched uh, the yeah it's been a while crafting. since I've seen it um yeah but there's like select things I can't do in there because uh the het seal requires mining for example I couldn't mine yeah, you... the pillar because it's token mining XP and a few other mm -hmm. things here and there but overall the raid would I think be it's doable the only token XP you oh you can't do the pillars in monkey room as well. Yeah, to hop between the, um, ah, uh, the, no, it's Kefri. Uh, Kefri oh, puzzle room. Can't jump yeah, across can't. the agility. Yeah, and... you'd have to do duo yep. or higher. Um, and you're also correct. In the monkey puzzle room, I could not repair the pillars. Because that's yeah. token construction XP. So that's like the three things that uh, would be limit limiting to Inquisitor in Tombs. Yeah, at least it wouldn't be easy to accidentally get that XP, right? There's no, like, way you could accidentally misclick and ruin your account, but you'd have to have someone else that's repairing all your pillars, and you'd always have to run duos because you literally would not be able to do Kefri because you couldn't access it in a, a single raid or in a solo raid. Yep, and, 100%. Yeah. And, and you also uh, couldn't do... Uh, Baba puzzle solo because you would probably die from taking damage from all the pillars. Yeah, uh, definitely. <laughs> yeah, it it would be a duo adventure that's for sure, and people would have to uh, pick up the slack on the uh, token agility uh, things inside of that raid. And yeah. uh, I did want to make mentions of the uh, custom menu swapper plugin, which we have access to. Uh, oh, you yeah, can true. straight up hide uh, sources of token experience pretty much as long as you know what the interact option on the object is and I yeah. have obviously I have a list that I've implemented on the account and uh, not just for obstacles but for like selling my rares to stores I have that completely hidden so I can't even sell like I don't know let's say I right clicked my inquisitor's helmet on accident and went to go sell it I couldn't, because the sell option's just gone. Doesn't exist. Yeah. But yeah, custom menu swapper. It's like Good. the, uh, the, the, somewhat notorious Nasturdiums that, uh, Settled got. 
I know that's probably one that yeah. a lot of people would be able to relate to since a lot of people have seen uh, Swampletics. He made it so that uh, he couldn't pick his nasturtiums. That's a good uh, comparison. Good comparison for sure. Is there anything that you would want changed about like the UIM game mode? Ooh. Either like a quality of life thing or just something, you know, maybe spice things up a bit. That's an interesting question because... Uh... Whenever Ultimate Iron Man updates are discussed within the community, um, all hell breaks loose, essentially. Uh, you've yeah. got the uh, the classic uh, Ultimate Iron Man who want zero changes. They want the game mode to stay intact to what they know it as, as of whenever they started their Ultimate Iron Man. And then you have people more like me where I'm just like, well, as long as it's reasonable and it lies within the realm of game design and what the items were intended for like i i know i'll bring up a controversial one that was added the uh bow of fared heinen i think it is that stash yeah unit. oh yeah you can store it and in the spot of the crystal bow yeah uh people argue that because the bow is so powerful it shouldn't be allowed to be stored okay i can see that that makes sense however how stash units are implemented they are implemented by allowing someone to store items which can be used for a specific clue. Can the bow of Ferdhainen be used for that clue step? Yes. So therefore, in my opinion, it should be able to be stored. I'm I am that... a fan of consistency. My problem with that clue step is I don't understand why the bofa is usable for that step because it's at a crystal all, though. Bow exactly and that's what do you mean why the... is it used it's literally a crystal bow it is a well, form yeah, of but a you crystal don't take, bow you don't take the crystal bow and upgrade it right uh you, okay, you, maybe it's I... a whole different item that you get you know it's I mean, not I guess, like a, it, the it is functionally it's the not same like the bandos boots it's step just where, where you take the guardian boots instead uh, uh... A counter to that, I could say, is um, the clue scroll should be specific to what is requested. So you have to provide a actual crystal bow with the name yeah, crystal I, bow. I believe the, the way it used to work is you couldn't use the bow for there uh, for the clue step. Yeah. And it was changed yeah, so it was that changed. you could. And then there was the separate yeah. question of could UIMs put it there. So Yeah, yeah. That's, um, those are changes I just don't agree with. And I am I, I believe that consistency should be key throughout the game. Uh so anything like that I guess. <laughs> yeah, I kind of agree. Um I if if I were to be a person that played UIM, I would probably very much be of the opinion of, oh, well, this is how it works in the main game now. So this is probably how it should work for UIMs, unless it is a fundamental change to the very specific restrictions that UIM sets out. Which I guess you could argue Stashians are kind of against that, but they're pretty consistent at this point in the way that they function for UIMs. So, yeah, I just think uh, at the end of the day, I have no stake um, in it. I don't really care, I, I, honestly. I think we should just look at game design at the end of the day, yeah, and what the intention was for these stash units. Now, to address the topic of power creep. Perhaps they should review 
what items are usable for certain clue steps, right? Yeah. Because, like, you, you can store the Avernic Defender, for example, uh, in the Warrior's Guild, I think it is, because that clue step yeah, now accepts use using the Avernic. Avernic. Yeah. Maybe, perhaps I... to prevent power creep, as an example, they should uh, require you to only use a Dragon Defender for that clue step. You know? That just... Uh, a counter to power creep, I guess. I, I'm I'm trying to rep both sides here. <laughs> yeah, playing devil's advocate. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's interesting that they are allowing you now to use these upgraded versions, but it definitely does introduce a uh, power creep in these stash units that uh, because you know now you can store the bandos boots and the vernic, and uh, I'm sure there's other stuff elsewhere, but I can't remember that uh. I- I think the prims are now storable as well because they also yeah yeah that, that's, more recently. that's one of them. But even looking at the power creep aspect of these specific items they've allowed so far, prims aren't even that bad. I'm pretty sure they're just what an additional strength bonus and some accuracy. Yeah, prims aren't that crazy. Yeah, it's comparatively to something uh, like being able to store Bofa or even a Vernic isn't like that crazy. It's like plus two strength, I think. Tent whip too. Uh, to... You can store a tent whip too. Yeah, now. that one's actually kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, XP waste in one of their recent-ish episodes talked about uh upgrades that you should probably wait on buying because they're really not worth the money. Uh, they included prims because uh, it is a plus one strength bonus over your uh, dragon boots with a plus two accuracy bonus. Yeah, but they look so cool. They do look cool. <laughs> I, I'm going to be honest, <laughs> when I got the, the shadow drop, I uh, went out and bought myself some Air Jordans. I have uh, As you do. I have the McDonald's uh, Dragon Boots right now, because I got the Gilded Kit. Um, kind of a fan <laughs> oh of those God. right now. That's great. But yeah, yeah going most back of the to people like... I raid with uh, rock the McDonald's Boots. A classic. But yeah, As like going saying, back though. to the Back to the main question, um, specific change within the UIM game mode. Uh, this is probably one that all UIM could get behind. Maybe not the uh, more classic UIMs, but I'd love for the looting bag to be available uh, from Crystalia's shop for cash again. Like that temporary nice, change yeah. they made um, yeah. a while back. Because there is zero chance, there's no way I'm spending my Slayer points uh, on looting bags. <laughs> yeah. It just seemed like such um, a silly change to me. Like, I'm sure there's people out there that'll make use of it, but for me, it just oh, seems useless. 100%. Like, people will use it, and I have actually talked with a few UIM who were excited about getting it. But me, personally, I didn't really see the point, because the way I get my looting bags, like I said earlier, I respawn at Ferox, go outside, uh, punch a few rats, and I have my looting bag in, like, no time. So, why would I waste one-third of a Slayer skip uh, on something I can get in... at the slowest in a couple of minutes, you know? I just account for that time. Yeah, one thing that you've reminded me of that I wish they would reintroduce is the ability to buy rune pouches. I knew you were going to say that. Oh. Because there was a period between January and April of 2020 where you could buy a 
a rune pouch for 1,200,000 coins. If you were a main. And if you're a main only, not for irons. Um, and that's because Bounty Hunter was temporarily disabled. But then they... Ah, uh, yeah. Then we got Bounty Hunter back, and Slayer Masters stopped selling them. But then we lost Bounty Hunter again. And <laughs> you could still get rune pouches uh, via uh, LMS and for Slayer points, but you couldn't buy them. Wasn't and... Wasn't rune pouch added to LMS because Bounty Hunter was gone? Uh, I believe all I the stuff so. in the LMS shop was added because Bounty Hunter was gone, so that's why it didn't come back as a purchasable for GP because LMS was the replacement there. I yeah maybe. Um, more you know, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's how I got my rune pouch. I I was playing at the time and I was just like, ooh, that's free actually, rune pouch. Yeah, that's how I got it on my main as well, as I purchased it with GP from whatever shop you could purchase it from. Yeah, I think I told you about that. Yeah, you did. Uh, at the time. And I was like, oh, hell yeah. Give me that shit. Yeah, because 1,200,000 GP for the rune pouch is a steal. Because normally it's like 750 Slayer points or something. That's Yeah, it's a lot. That's expensive. Yeah. 750 that's Slayer points or... I don't... 75 yeah, LMS 75 points. 75 LMS points, which... That's a lot. Yeah, it's... For, for a lot of people, that's way too many. For, yeah. for above average players, it's a lot. But it's not unreasonable. It's manageable. I've done a little and... bit of LMS, but I suck. I think I have <laughs> one win. Yeah, I have one win in 113 games. I've killed 61 people. I am terrible at LMS. <laughs> um, I've bought all the the upgrade kits. So like the little box ones. And I've bought the ornate yeah, mall handle. The cosmic kits. Oh, dude. That's it. I need to go get an ornate mall handle. Um, I have full obby, and I got enough onyxes that I can have an excuse to make a uh, berserker necklace. So I want to bring, oh I want to bring full obby with the berserker necklace and the uh, uh, mall with the handle, and just camp nightmare zone for like max melee XP. Just go fucking crazy. Hell yeah. You reminded me of the times that I used the granite mall at. Uh, nightmare and Sonny's <laughs> and a little tiny nostalgia hit there. Oh my god! I have uh, something embarrassing to admit. Um, when they oh. made the mall changes, I didn't. Did you buy a clamp? I bought the clamp. Yep. Uh, and now oh, there's just that. a granite mall ore sitting in my bank still from when I did that, <laughs> and I refused to remove it from my bank as like a reminder of, hey, you should probably double check things, bud. Ooh, pain. A lot yeah, of people pain. bought the clamp. Very, very funny yeah. to me. It's oh like a mill. God. And it looks terrible in my opinion. <laughs> it, it does. It looks awful. I'm pretty sure I have both times, types of granite hammers in my, or granite malls in my uh, bank. Let me double check that right now, actually. No, I only have the uh, the one with the ornament kit. Apparently you oh can revert God. it. That's funny. <laughs> so sad so yeah. sad <laughs> i got my um rune pouch from lms and that was a time i did enjoy honestly yeah it's it's sad you can't do lms anymore i mean we've already talked about it you know a bit so i don't want to keep going back to that topic but like yeah. it's so lame that bots ruin that piece of content for you i i, I have a prediction to make and 
it's going to pain me to say it, but I have a feeling that Jagex's fix for the bots at all of the <laughs> wilderness demi bosses is going to be yeah. to skill lock it and quest lock it, much like they did to LMS, which is why I'm trying to get as much KC right now. Yeah. Yeah, it's. Yeah, little prediction. We'll see. You, we'll see you've, what happens. you've talked about it in Petscape quite a bit. Um, or maybe not quite a bit, but I've seen you talk about it. And I definitely think that's probably what's going to happen. I'm still surprised really there isn't sad. some kind of restriction like that on Pyramid Plunder. Because I I very recently finally got my second scepter so I could build the uh, um, occult altar in my house. Super nice upgrade to have. Um, but man, every time I went there, there'd be three bots. And they'd be three different bots than the last day I was there. And they'd all have like over 100 levels in thieving. And like nothing else on their account. And it's like, how do these not get banned? How is it not obvious that these are pyramid plunder bots? It just makes no sense to me. Oh, that's that's a whole like, that's yeah. a whole podcast we could dive yeah, into, for ranting, real. raving, and discussing like how 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 cheaters and botters will always be ahead of anti cheat, but it's yeah, always it's that, not like, it's not just RuneScape war. either. It's it's everything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like every game that i've ever played that's you know multiplayer has had cheaters of some sort whether it's freaking minecraft or or world of warcraft or runescape or call of duty you know people will always uh cheat or bot or something or you know do something if there's money to be made or enjoyment to ruin you know bots and cheaters will be there yep you, you said it right there if there's money to be made and uh i think i think that's just like the end of it really like yeah so we are nearing the end of the podcast it's been about uh three hours with you life what what does the the future of inquisitor look like that's that's what i was gonna ask what's the future of inquisitor not just inquisitor but also just like you you got any any future plans god my mic is just fucked up dude i don't know what's going on (laughs) yeah to well, anyone that's listened this far, uh, I've probably done a terrible job editing out all of uh, Bird's mic spasms. So, uh, thank you for sticking with us this far. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a podcast. Uh, <laughs> future plans? Well, I truth be told, I don't think I'll have the RNG to be getting the mace this year. Uh, mm-hmm. If if I'm fully honest. Uh, just sort of the way uh, the first season, se- season, series, first series season, I guess both work. The way that I called it a season whole... earlier. I think I put that seed in your mind. <laughs> the way that whole first season went um, with the RNG and how it all lined up, I didn't get any duplicates of Inquisitor pieces of armor. So I definitely am expecting to see a dupe of sorts at the very minimum, if not two, but I'm thinking maybe 2024 is when I'll see the mace come in at some point. That's a rough guesstimate. Um, will you just be done with the account once you, once you have that? I can't imagine. That's a good question. Uh, I don't even know that right now. I'm just sort of uh, rolling with the punches, as they say. And uh, once I finish the goal. Because I I have other side goals right now as well, right? Uh, I I set up all of Season 2's 
goals at the start of the the second season. So like I have I have a scythe on the sub goals list, which obviously sub goals are something that are just there to uh, give me a bit of reprieve from you know just constantly grinding out the nightmare or Fasani's. Uh, there's the imbued heart, which would just increase my max hits with my Sanguinesti staff, which would be nice. And I also have on the list to get a Chambers Purple, a usable chain Chambers of Zarek unique. Because my current luck at Chambers has been abysmal with uh, uh, my account. I've rolled four Dexterous Prayer Scrolls, and I can't even use Rigor because I'm defense locked. So, oh, over man, 400 I, raids. I forgot that was they had a defense requirement for that. Yep. So yeah, that's, a usable Chambers Purple would be cool. That's like that's that's a pretty. What, what's big the dream goal. drop there, uh, Tebow or? People are going to crucify me for saying it. <laughs> it's the mall, but it's the elder. Yeah, mall. I, <laughs> I, I want the bonk. Yes, for sir. Fasani. I it love that thing. It sucks so much, account. but I love that weapon. Yeah, I agree. It's better than the cudgel. I think. Yeah, with think... my current setup. It's like 3% to 5% better, I maybe. That. I'd have to re-roll the DPS uh, calculations again, but yeah, if I were to roll anything, I'd want the Elder Maul. It'd be fantastic for the yeah. account. I wouldn't complain with a Twisted Bow, you know, but <laughs> you know, I don't think anyone would. I mean, so <laughs> would the Kodai help you at all? Can you use a Kodai? I could, but it's practically useless on the account, so it would be a drop. Okay. I have the Nightmare yeah, Staff. Yeah, you have the Sang. Yeah, well, I have, I have the Sang for, like, an autocast staff, but I also have a Nightmare Staff, so if I happen That's to get true. lucky with an orb, um, that is practically what would be the Kodai, if that makes sense. What's the orb tier mm-hmm. list? So it, Out of curiosity. Ooh. Prob- probably really Eldritch... Hard. Eldritch is the best, without a doubt. Okay. Check that, that prayer, that prayer regen, best. Yeah. Uh, probably okay. followed by. Now I did have a tier list in the video, and I had volatile above harm before. But I think I'd probably put harm at second now that I know that it's a slight DPS increase at Ice Demon in the Chambers of Zarek. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> but anywhere you don't else, you have very many spec weapon options, do you? Uh, it depends what uh, you're looking at, um, like what style. Yeah, I okay. I guess you do have um, you have like the magic short. I I don't even know what kind of spec weapons you would have. I'm gonna be honest. You have the magic short bow, right? Yep, magic short bow for range. Um, I have an abyssal dagger on okay. Uh, P plus plus. It was recently buffed, which was really cool. Twenty five percent spec. Yeah. Still. Oh, you would have got to that from abby demons then right yes sir oh, that's crazy that was a crazy drop yeah i was, was sick when th- i got that like thirty-two thousand. <laughs> yup. you were sick when you got Insane. that sand drop you know yup. and of course the dragon warhammer a typical oh true, true. To defense yeah. uh drain weapon what else what else what else i think off the top of my head 
that's the selection of special attack weapons available to me. Yeah. Volatile wouldn't be a terrible spec weapon then. Um, yeah, orb tier list. That's what we were on. So harm yeah. would be would be very niche. Like, I I should emphasize that the eldritch is many tiers above. Yeah, it's the kind of in a tier it's a tier of its own because it actually yeah. has like a yeah. lot. I kind of always cases. forget about the eldritch, but it, the it is so good. Is crazy, and yeah, I hate to say it, but uh, if it if if the Infernal Cape was ever a goal, yeah, I, was about to say, I would want to have People unironically Eldritch. use Eldritch Staff in Inferno from time to time, so yes. it actually has like a yeah. lot of use cases. I mean, yeah, the, so uh, finish that real quick. The... Harm, then uh, Volatile. And then mm -hmm. Volatile spec the totems because they're weak to magic, <laughs> double magic damage on the pillars. Oh, yeah. True. Yeah, carry on. Well, I think, actually, we should probably wrap up now, as uh, I'll be editing this for about uh, a thousand years. Um, <laughs> it, I, you know, we could probably easily talk for another two hours, um, but we, we do have to end at some point. Yeah. And I, I think that's a, a, a great point to do so. Um, life, it's been fantastic talking to you. Uh I, I'm excited to see where you take the account in the future, and uh, where where can other people find you if they want to watch your content or maybe uh, follow some other stuff you might be doing elsewhere? Yeah, uh, thanks for having me on. It's been a lot of fun. You can find my Inquisitor videos at uh, youtube.com slash L-Y-F-E. That's life with the I as a Y. Slick. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, and if you want to uh, get more Gothic Stress content, uh, make sure you, you follow the podcast. Uh, follow us on YouTube as well, where Bird uh, continually uh, makes empty promises like I said, to make It's uh, going to happen, edits. I swear. I'm going back to video <laughs> editing this week, I promise. The, you're uh, not going to hear sure. this uh -huh, uh -huh. clip of my voice on YouTube for another like four weeks, probably. But the older episodes, <laughs> they're going to start going up. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> you can also find us on Twitter uh, at twitter.com slash uh where I will tweet uh, my apologies for not having episodes out on time, such as the last one we recorded, which I still haven't finished editing. So... As soon as we finish recording this one, I am going yeah, back to like, edit that one. Sounds like hollow insults to me there, bud. <laughs> <laughs> um, we also have a Patreon where uh, if I do edit things on time, you'll find them there early. And uh, you can help support us so we can uh, maybe get Bird a mic that doesn't do yeah, what it's doing. I don't know doing, what's going on, man. Me a better I, mic. I've been trying uh, to, to mute it when I can, but I probably missed no, some of it. It's, it's what it is. He's what life is, is life. Uh, life if is you, life. If you want to give us a one-time donation, we have a coffee link. It'll be down below. Uh, other things that I need to shill, I'm sure, will be also linked down below. We have a Discord that uh, we're currently chatting. If you ever uh, catch us live, uh, you can hop into the chat and listen to the live recordings um, and realize that they go on much longer than the actual so edited down longer. version. 
so much longer. Yeah, we started at uh, what five o'clock? Uh, Jesus, it's eight thirty-four. It's eight thirty-four. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's eleven thirty uh, for me. East Coaster. Yeah. Th thank you for for recording with us live. Uh, I think that's everything. Bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.